0: Alright, gotta start this right Ah! Welcome to the Microsoft Podcast, everybody! Ah! Hello!
1: <laughs>
2: that was just right
1: Hello ah. mm-hmm.
0: Alright, so We watched a really, really old movie today Not that old and- We watched a very old movie today
2: okay I, that's an interesting start i have an interesting I, i'm gonna approach this
0: carefully that has nothing to do with my overall opinion of the film i'm just saying
2: Literally the first thing you said about it which is what i i think that's interesting may not have come to anything, but i think that's oh interesting i'm psychoanalyzing you
0: this is freudian time yeah i know the last noir film didn't go so well i know
3: all right, all right, all right. Before we we get into that, Chris, let's talk some news.
0: I mean, you guys talk news. I mean, what do so, I have
3: to say? Okay, so they're making a Constantine movie remake. So the last Constantine live-action movie we got was starring Alex's favorite actor in the whole wide world.
2: Robert Downey Jr., but a close second is.
3: Keanu Reeves. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, supposedly it's being developed separate from uh jj abram's uh justice league dark uh series he's working on for hbo max um uh maybe matt ryan maybe keanu reeves maybe someone new who knows could be a lot of fun
2: do i think that matt ryan would be a nice fit yes but i also like what he's added to legends of tomorrow enough for me to be like just get somebody else for this new thing i'm so they have so many different people now that are playing the same characters that i'm just like go with it i just i'm more interested in dc's view of like we're gonna tell the same stories differently (laughs) well the beauty
3: well the, the, the really beautiful thing though is is that matt ryan has been john constantine for the better part of eight nine years now he's played him in everything Everything he's shown up in has been Matt Ryan. Not,
2: not everything. Uh
3: yeah, everything, actually.
2: No, no. You know, there is a one movie by Keanu Reeves called Constantine.
3: Okay. I said last eight or nine years. That movie came out <laughs> before that.
2: No, uh yeah, 15 years, be- let it go. Certainly will I will be- let it. The thing, I actually I don't want Keanu Reeves to come back. But if he loves that character and he wants to come back, get Keanu Reeves.
1: Yeah, like, yeah, no, of
2: I, course. the way. Like, I mean, it's such a get for your world. Why not? Like, then he could yeah. show up in the movies. Like, I love, I like Matt Ryan. I, I do like, but I like his aesthetic more, uh, fitting in the world of Legends of Tomorrow. I like him hopping around like it's quantum. Leap. I, I'm digging that guy doing that. He's got a good vibe there. I, I don't think he could fit in something. Uh, bigger now. I don't. I if they're going to create something different that's attached to a whole different Justice League Dark, that's probably going to involve different characters and different villains that are in Legends too, and the Arrowverse in general. Then yeah, just you know, if you can get them, great. If you can find somebody else blonde and younger and can fit that mold, fine. But like, this has now become the age of giving people second chances. Uh, so until we get a Ben Affleck Daredevil remake again, I I'm open to anything
3: true um so second thing is uh, ernest klein uh the writer of the the beloved classic novel ready player one and the not as beloved steven spielberg movie uh is writing a sequel to that movie our book i guess it's uh, ready player two
2: uh yes yeah, sequel to the movie in book form and hoping it'll be a movie later kind of like the guy who made hannibal
3: yeah, so maybe a Spielberg sequel on the way, Chris? Maybe you get to get some more Spielberg in you. Yeah. Noir! Noir! Hey, hey. Chris, Chris, I, I, I just have to do a quick weekly reminder of Tenet.
2: It's coming.
3: Yeah, every week. It's a week
2: sooner. Tenet! Uh, but what did, you, what did you say before? Noir?
0: Isn't it noir? I felt like Noir.
2: What? No. Uh, it, I couldn't understand what he was saying in your response to Spielberg making another Reddit player one.
3: Oh, it's uh, making a movie based on the sequel.
2: No, but he's, Chris said a word, and I didn't understand what the word was. Uh, it sounded like oh, he said
0: more. 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 Oh, gotcha. More. No, like Kylo Ren is a Jedi. Yeah. More! More! Oh, um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good.
2: That's pretty good now that you remind me of it. Uh, all right. So, this
3: is a little bit saddening on the Zach part. Uh, Alex, I think, I don't know, have you seen this show that I'm about to talk about? But uh, Netflix canceled a bunch of stuff, including Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. That is Uh, sad
2: for you. I've seen an episode or two. It was pretty pretty fun.
3: It's good. Although, there is some new news that came out today. Uh, Fans have put together a petition in the vein of what they did with Lucifer to get it back um and it, it's reached almost a hundred thousand signatures so there's a potential chance that netflix does bring it back for a fifth season
2: uh, if it does come back it'll be one more season it's had four yeah. four is pretty pretty nice
3: i, w- I was a- gonna well the biggest argument that people are making about this is that riverdale has lost so much quality but
1: Chilling adventure
3: <laughs> no no but it's not even it's not even just that it's that Everyone kind of agrees with that, and that Chilling Adventures of Sabrina has been consistent. It hasn't really lost quality. It's been fun and different every season, but it's good. It's consistent.
2: Yes. Um, because it was on Netflix, it could actually be uh, have a little bit more fun. Riverdale was playing to the crowds, um, and when that happens, and you have also doubled the episode load, it gets bad. It's Yeah, after a while, it gets bad. It's just the way it is. It'll happen yeah. to any network show eventually, and it just and people at the very least lose interest regardless of whether the show gets back um, to normal again, like Vampire Diaries or Supernatural or something. Yeah, uh, it's it's just not likely that those shows are going to happen anymore. And if no. they're not happening on Netflix anymore, then that means streaming services are basic cable channels now. They're premium channels now. Like anything can go, anything can stay there is no guarantee anymore.
3: I agree. Um... Chris, you should definitely see it. It's really fun. It's got a really great aesthetic. Uh it it tries to take a lot of like the horror and plays touchy with it. Like there's horror in it, but not to the extent you would think. It's it's a lot more just like it's a, it's a teen drama. It's one hundred percent a teen drama playing with supernatural elements. It's a lot of fun.
0: Well, well, got bad news for you. Mom banned it from the house. She got not a- supr-
3: Not surprising, considering that the devil is a main character. <laughs>
0: So I why? do think I can break the rules because I do think she watches Lucifer for the laughs.
2: <laughs> that show's
3: great. So I'm going I, to
0: have to.
2: But I mean, if that is that her reasoning, is it because there's yes. like Satan in the show? Yes. Then
0: yeah, she's
2: hypocritical, and you have every reason to watch it. Uh, 100, Chris, go see it.
1: I've
2: been saying Lucifer is bad. I'm, and I just had my friend that I like. Peter, who that we do the other podcast with. He's like, I just gobbled up two seasons of Lucifer. Like, I'm not saying it's a bad show, but you can't sit there and be like, well, Lucifer is just it he's solving crimes. He's doing good. It's like, no, it's a fake show with a fake Lucifer. This is that's, a fake show with a fake Lucifer. That's what difference?
0: she that's why she watches it though. I'm I don't know, but like it can't for her to ban a
2: show for you for the same reason a fake that that there is a fake devil in there that you're supposed to that either the characters or somebody is worshiping like in lucifer you are the one that likes the devil like that show tricks you into thinking the devil's a nice guy i'll see what i can do i'm not saying you have to i'm just saying you are right she is hypocritical 100 percent she's just mom i know i'm moms can be wrong sometimes people can be wrong like it's just a little thing but yeah like you have a you have a soapbox to stand on whenever you want. Just whip it out if you're like if you like crash the car. Just be like, yeah. Well, you know what? You watch Lucifer.
1: Mm.
3: It's a good show though, Chris. If you ever get the <laughs> chance to sit down and watch it, it's like very consistent. Kieran Shipka is. I think she's gonna have a really good career ahead of her. And
2: uh,
0: yeah. Oh no. Yes. Yeah. Like, I will put okay. it on the list.
2: Yeah. I, I would say like Sabrina is a like it's a very good. Show for women with um, witches being the background. Like yep. it's, it's fun and it's it geared towards women. So like it's pretty good if that's something you're into. One well, day, so no wonder why you guys. If it,
3: and 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 Chris, if it makes you feel I better,
0: that if it makes you feel better,
2: <laughs> Kiernan, Chris,
3: you'll, Chris,
0: that was pretty funny.
3: You'll you'll recognize Shipka a lot because she plays Genora on Legend of Korra.
2: Hello. Wait, 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 wait. Legend of Korra, Korra. that's a live uh, act. Don't,
0: don't, don't help me, Zach, don't help me. Okay, I know who this is.
2: Legend of Korra. <sighs> I don't know it it's Aang's granddaughter. <laughs> he, uh, he asked for no help about the show about boxers on Showtime. That's Legend right.
1: of Korra, right?
0: There is a reason I have not watched that show since it first aired.
3: You should; it's really good.
0: <laughs> the show about a dog. It didn't connect with me the way it from the get from the word jump. It didn't get and grab me from like it's the uh, last year Bender did. Um. So
1: uh, yeah.
0: Part, uh, something. She, so much, she's, also, also, uh, she's also. She's
2: She's also
3: in Mad Men, so that helps too. Oh.
2: He's not gonna watch. Uh, I I like Mad Men, but even I have to be in the very specific mood to watch Mad Men. Um, he's got to care about like nineteen fifties and sixties aesthetic. And-
0: Do you have to be, in fact, a madman to watch Mad Men? No, no,
2: everyone is a madman. That's the point of the show.
0: So you don't have to be a madman to watch a show about men being mad in a show called Mad Men. Oh, no, you are. I screwed that are up the- really. Oh,
2: you, actually were, you were correct, and we are all, uh, we are prerequisite. We are already, we've already, we're, the point of the show is that we've all got a ticket to see it already. We're all madmen.
0: Yep. Men that are mad in a show called Mad
2: Men. Uh, Man. I would, st- I mean, one day I hope you go back
0: to Legend of Korra. Time usually helps. Stuff like we that. We do own part of it on DVD, but that's just more of like habitual nature. I gotta be louder, because I found I sound so lazy.
3: Anywho, um, so yeah, uh, there's that. And then, uh, so yeah, we can move from that. Uh, Paul White, better known by a stage named Big Show, has expressed interest in
2: joining the MCU. Everyone has expressed interest in Maybe joining the, the MCU.
3: I think he'd, he'd actually be a really good kingpin. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Ah. Which is the role he, he said he was interested in doing. Uh,
0: listen, I think he's set up to fail if he does that.
3: I don't... I mean, a lot of people thought Dwayne
0: Johnson was set up to fail when he started doing But you're doing literally following fans. up on Vincent D'Onofrio.
3: I mean, but Vincent D'Onofrio was following up on Michael Clark Duncan.
2: Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio was better than Michael Clark Duncan.
3: I'm not
0: saying he was That's wasn't.
2: objective, too. I mean, I like Michael Clark Duncan, but they just don't give him half as much to chew on as they do in at least the first season for Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent D'Onofrio was a great kingpin. Yeah, he was. Um, he was. I mean- and, I, and I'm not saying that like this that show wouldn't be good, but to be honest, it's hard for me to say personally because I've never I don't think I've ever seen seen anything that big show has been in other than
3: well if it makes you feel better he is a big huge nerd so and he has a very distinct respect for that role obviously so i always I've, it always helps i think getting into that role when Yeah you but when
0: he it. shaves he looks like a thumb
3: He doesn't need to shave he just keeps the beard The beard would look great
0: Kingpin doesn't have a beard
3: next i'm not going <laughs> to I'm not I'm not even going to I'm not going <laughs> to i am not going to dignify that with a, like your
2: goddamn am, you a big show i'm
1: not going <laughs> to dignify that
2: not,
3: since... Not a... <laughs> <laughs> he's just like next i am not dignifying that with an with an answer simply because one <laughs> uh spider verse spider verse one had a five o'clock shadow so
2: um i have to see that again so that was like more of a thuggish muscular kind of kingpin. he's more of like a muscle than anything else um i, but don't I mean see, i don't
3: see why paul wright couldn't play that version of it
2: like Wait. I said, like I've just never seen act before. I have no idea if he can follow up Vincent D'Onofrio. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, he might, you know. you'll be hard pressed to by be honest.
2: Don, no, dude, just no. Bring back Vincent D'Onofrio.
3: That is the way to
2: do it. True. He, or. the
0: thing, the thing is, the thing is, he'd be nerfed.
2: He'd be nerfed. Like they'd shoot him with a nerf gun.
0: No, I mean like. One of those like, like, he wouldn't be as powerful he wouldn't be as interesting if that's the right word like his version of Kingpin is so like, like it fits the tone of that street level universe so well that to upgrade him to the larger more General, audience-minded MCU, I feel like would like bring that. Um,
2: would I mean, bring are, you that suge- down. are you suggesting that that um, Big Show just because he's bigger and muscular would
0: be better? No, that's my dilemma here.
2: I was going to say because Vincent D'Onofrio like chops a head off of a car. So, like,
0: right, that's the problem, though. <laughs> that's the problem. That's the kingpin you want to bring into the MCU. Well, yeah, technically, absolutely. that kingpin
3: is part of the MCU. Well, let, Te- let me
2: explain.
0: But why I mean, I think like, that
2: would work because. Well, I, I, here's why, and I think this is um a, this is an example I use a lot. Uh, <clears throat> why didn't they just bring back Justin Hammer for Ant Man and the Wasp instead? They brought in Walter Coggins to play this like got this black market company dealer dude, like, he's not intimidating at all, and they barely ever use him. So, like, why not bring in a villain that's actually played by somebody good who has clout, who brings an entire world with him? And, like, it's not about him being intimidating, it's about his power being intimidating. And his power being intimidating intimidating against someone like Spider-Man would make sense to me. I think that would work. To see his power intimidating as Daredevil, if they are, in fact, going to bring him back, you gotta bring back the Kingpin. So, like, why not bring him back? I think they made him intimidating, you know.
0: Personally. I would have to see it. Like, I'd have to see it done before I'm convinced of having Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin in the MCU. Especially Uh, through Spider-Man. Chris, he's already in the MCU. Would you? Listen to the words that I'm saying right now.
2: This would be my thing, Chris. Like, I would... I mean, they, I understand that people like Thanos have absolutely escalated of who the villains should be, but I also think that a uh, Black Panther really set a standard too, which is that he really was a good uh, uh, foil to Black Panther on a like thematic level as much as he was a strength level. The strength level can be anything. This is a superhero movie. We all know you what's going to happen, longer, right? Yes, yeah. okay. but like. Uh, well, I, I said I thought it was separated them both, but I'm sorry. Uh, I, um, the difference between Thanos is like he's the biggest that we're ever going to get. So, like, if we need someone to beat to stand, it's probably going to be someone like Galactus or something. But someone like Killmonger, you can do with a kingpin. He's as good of a character as he is a threat to the main character. But like the threat to the main character, it's all bullshit in all these movies anyway because it's a superhero movie and it's just. We all know what's going to happen, and he even does, if he doesn't have, even if he doesn't die, the bad guy. We all know that like he's not going to win the movie. That's that's the arc of the villain. So like, it's you need to have him be interesting along the way, or else you get a Malekith from Dark World. I think bringing the Kingpin in, you have a good actor who has weight behind him, who has like power behind him. Uh, I just think he's already got a lot to bring the character, and he's played by somebody good rather than just make up somebody else and have him played by Walter Coggins or the celebrity of the month again and just waste them. Like Jake Gyllenhaal, I think, is a good foil, to be honest. I think maybe kingpin. Well, lucky, I, for, I, us, I, lucky I, for us. Lucky for us, they've, I, they've set. What's my point of bringing that up? I, well, I'm what? sorry. The second to that was. don't you you think they need to bring some of these villains scaled back a bit because we've gone so big with Thanos? We have to, like, retreat and make things a little bit more grounded again, right?
0: Yes. Yeah, but how grounded do you want to go where he's slamming a dude's head into a car and his head slides off his body? I mean, that's pretty grounded. And you want to bring (laughs) that guy, bring that level of, like, you want to bring that level of intensity, or even violence into the MCU. Because it's already me. there.
2: Thanos, Thanos crushed Loki's neck in front of the audience at the beginning of your movie, and then he murdered everyone. He murdered half of everyone. And sure, it may have been with a snap of the finger, but that was the intention of death. He killed, they, he killed an entire half a race in front of a little girl and then corrupted her. Like, there is dark shit in the MCU, but, like, that doesn't mean he has to carry the violence with him. And the only reason I'm saying this is because they're planning on bringing Charlie Cox. They're planning on bringing and, Punisher, and, dude. They're bringing, They're making Punisher movies. So, like, if they're going to make a Punisher movie, why not just go ahead and put the and, other guy and Chris, in there?
3: Chris, you got to understand also is that the MCU movies aren't going to be seeing Vincent D'Onofrio cutting people's heads off. You're going to see Vincent D'Onofrio walking around being Vincent D'Onofrio, and we already know that he cut a guy's head off because we saw Daredevil.
2: That That's but the this thing. That brings the higher question of the whole Defenders world in general was always more extreme than the MCU. It was supposed to be. And then the guy running all of them just sucked at it. But there was good in there. If you want to bring them into the MCU like John Berth and all, you have to accept the fact that that world existed and then just go. They're changing into better people like they're trying to be different and better. Like just say that once or twice and you're fine. Would it, that's, what my, that's what my hope was for the DC and Batman. It was like He murders people, sure, and Batman v Superman, but like when Superman comes back and he joins the Justice League, he starts to change again. He was supposed to be a darker Batman willing to change by the end of these movies, but they rushed it, and it's all convoluted. But I don't know. I, I, if, let me ask you this, Chris. Do you honestly think he would make a good Big Show? Uh, or that, I'm sorry, would Big Show would make a good Kingpin? <laughs> Or, that, or is there somebody better
0: suited in your mind for him? Why does he have to be that? No, you're, that's you're so my cute. dilemma, though. I don't think you get any better than than Vincent D'Onofrio. That's that's my dilemma here. You don't get any better. I'm just struggling to see how they're going to bake that. I, I understand what you're saying. Like, Loki has neck snapped like a twig, and then everybody in freaking... Half the universe got wiped away. He stabbed but, the Iron Man in the gut. Like, I understand, like, there's a... Ge- like, there's some dark stuff in the MCU. But, like, what I'm saying is, it doesn't get darker than the Netflix shows. Well, agreed. Agreed, but if so anything- you're you're wa- So what you're saying is, like, there's a seamless transition from the dark... Darkest of dark in the MCU to the, like, broader MCU. Because, like, we're comparing a giant purple alien snapping a guy's neck in the most PG-13 way possible to a guy getting his head... I don't know why we keep using that example, but a guy getting his head slammed into a car door and then his head falling off afterwards. And then that's explicitly shown. Well, let me ask you this.
2: It's not just Kingpin who's violent in that show. It's Daredevil. Daredevil right. murders and breaks limbs all the time. But are you fine with him coming into the
0: MCU? I'm just, what I'm saying, I'm just, I just think it wouldn't be as seamless as, we're, as you guys are making it out to be. I, I, don't, know, know. I don't think it's going to be seamless, but at the end of the day, I do think
2: it's possible. And if they're going to do it with the good guys, you might as well do it with the bad guys. You can't. If you're gonna have us accept anything from that world, we have to be able to accept all of it. It's everything or all of it. Uh, I, I mean, it's it's nothing That's or true. all they, of it. They don't, they don't actually, do it.
3: I think. Well, we are, I think we're
2: considering I think they're gonna bring Big Show. But Chris,
3: they they are bringing Charlie Cox over for Spider Man Three. They they have basically all but confirmed it.
0: <laughs> Cite your source right now. Cite your source.
2: I've heard it, but I don't I don't know if it's confirmed. But I will say this. I, I said it's all but confirmed. Show, This is just Big Show talking about the role that he wants. And it's now uh, news because he talked about it. That's all. That's all this is. He's just counting his name out for a part. But that's why, like, that's that's us talking about him in that specific role. But just for fun, though, who do you think he would be good in the MCU, if not him? Anybody? Do you think he could be in the MCU at all? I've never
0: seen him act. Juggernaut. Juggernaut? I think he'd be a good Juggernaut. Better than Ryan Reynolds? Ryan Reynolds was a juggernaut. Check again?
3: Check again. Check <laughs> again. He was juggernaut. <laughs> In what? Deadpool 2.
2: <laughs> what? Ryan yep. Reynolds. Who was... Was he a voice of it or something? He was the voice
3: and did the motion capture work for it. Okay, I never knew that. That was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> he flips his table. He's like, God
2: damn it. I, I didn't know that. That's pretty awesome, actually. Right. Well, yeah, who's, who's, I also forgot that there was a juggernaut already. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Who would be a better juggernaut? Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> um, wow, well, I didn't know that. Um, I would say there's a lot that there's a lot that he could play, man. I didn't even know that Drax was, like, he could play an alien. He could show up in a Guardians uh, movie. like you yeah. know, There's a lot of stuff that he could play. He doesn't have to play a human.
3: No.
2: He looks happy though in that picture. Like he looks like a nice guy. Yeah, he looks like a, he looks like somebody who would be a happy a geek about things he, he
3: loves. Play, um, he plays D with um, what's his name? The guy who played uh, Slade Wilson in Justice League. Um.
2: Yeah, his name escapes me too, but he was from True Blood.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Uh, uh, He's he's a guy who deserves a real superhero movie, not going to lie.
2: Um I was thinking the other day, I watched I watched a movie recently, it was called The Informer. It was about this guy who informs on his friend in Ireland in 1922. It's really really good. It had a lot of dark
0: shadows and stuff like this.
2: But Joe Manganiello. Joe Joe Manganiello. Joe Manganiello.
0: I hereby nominate uh, Paul White the Big Show for the role of uh, Luke Cage.
2: But Luke Cage is white.
0: Yeah, Luke Cage is white. I and mean, by white, I mean
1: black.
2: <laughs> black, yeah. Wait a second. Wait, dang, it was that fast. It was that fast. We're so racist. We're so
1: racist. Damn, I'm
2: sorry. Racist. I'm horrible. Uh, uh, I followed your lead. Uh, but no, the whole point of Luke Cage is that, yeah, he's black. Yeah.
0: You know, joking. Um.
2: Oh. Okay. For you. I thought you were like... (laughs) I thought thought this was the thing you you, you were earnest. I mean, Ike Perlmutter would do it. hmm. Uh, But again, has he acted in anything before?
0: I think
3: so. He was on a Netflix show, I think.
0: He has has his own sitcom called The Big Show Show. Is it a reality show or a sitcom? No, it's a sitcom.
3: Uh, He also is in Knucklehead.
0: Don't! Don't! No, no 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 no, don't.
3: Uh he was in Actually, Royal Pains and Psych and it looks like uh, Jingle all the way, Waterboy, Star Trek Enterprise, Burn Notice. He's he's
2: kind of all over the place. He he's What's he's, in he's what? charismatic. He is what? charismatic. That's right. Uh interesting. Um
1: well hopefully
2: MCU is great for wrestlers. If, oh, if Alex Alex He's in Happy. Oh, the the sci-fi show. Nice. Yeah,
3: uh, the one on 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 uh, yeah on sci-fi.
2: Christopher Maloney in the butt and Patton Oswalt. Yeah. That's He's gonna to be stabler again. Um. All right. So. Um. Good for him. Any other news? Giancarlo
3: Esposito, better known as Gus Fring, uh, as me and Alex know him. Uh, is gonna be leading the next Far Cry game.
0: He's the guy with the dark saber. Yes, but he's better known uh, as Gus Frigg. <laughs> what? Uh, what is Far Cry? It's a game where you. Tr- it's like villains taking over a certain spot of land, certain like spot of land, and you have to overthrow his empire. Only, but um, the foil is the villains always win.
3: Ah, that's fun. So, Giancarlo I learned that Esposito. lesson the hard way. Giancarlo Esposito plays a dictator to a Latin American country, uh, and he is the father of a son, and that's kind of all we know about it so far.
0: Also, Far Cry is the kind of game where okay, so in the fifth game, you're trying to take down this like this like, this religious cult. And it ends with the country being destroyed by nuclear uh, explosions. Yep.
3: Uh, Far Cry 4 is also pretty known for being the only game you can beat in 12 minutes by doing actual nothing.
0: Well, Far Cry 5, you can do that too.
3: True. Silly. Uh, So yeah, there's a lot of stuff to do. Um, he's He's
0: a
2: great villain on Breaking Bad. I'm sure he'll be a great villain in the game.
3: Yeah, uh, we got to see the the cinematic trailer because Ubisoft does it every time, and it looks great. It's uh, basically young Carlo Esposito doing a giant monologue, which is awesome.
0: He's teaching his son how to hold it, how to throw a grenade.
3: Yep. Well. Oh.
0: Very hands on. <laughs> young boys.
3: Yeah. Uh, so I'm really excited. It looks great. Uh, the actor is fantastic, and I'm. So excited to see him in it. Um, and yeah, it, it's nice to see uh, these big name TV actors kind of move out into uh, video games. And it's video games are becoming more and more like art.
2: They're, they're I mean, great actors. Keanu Reeves, Gus Spring.
0: I like it.
3: Yeah. Uh, I mean,
0: I wouldn't yeah. say, personally, I wouldn't say Far Cry falls into the. More artsy
3: no, it doesn't. side of
0: the video but games. Like,
3: but you got to understand, yeah. the Last two, in the last two years, we've had three major actors from different points coming in between Norman Reedus, Keanu Reeves, and uh, uh, Giancarlo Esposito.
0: Like, the only difference is John, uh, Keanu Reeves' game is never coming out.
3: No, it's coming out. We got a date for it finally.
0: Be sure about that? Yes. It's had three previous dates before that.
3: So has Tenet.
0: We didn't have to wait seven years for Tenet.
3: I mean, Cyberpunk, we haven't had to wait seven years for. We didn't know about it till like two years ago.
2: <sighs> I want to both. Meow. boy.
1: You also got
3: to understand, Chris, this is made by the same people who made the Witcher series. So, you know.
0: That's Cyberpunk.
3: Yeah, Cyberpunk's made by the same people who made. I was about
0: to say, if you're going to try and convince me that Far Cry was made by CD Projekt Red, you're insane.
3: No, it's made by Ubisoft. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Good Ubiso-
0: god.
3: <laughs> it's made by Ubisoft. I don't no, expect that,
0: that it. is actually a curious item. They made I,
3: e- I expect nothing from Ubisoft. I'm not going to lie.
0: <laughs> Between Valhalla. And Far Cry 6.
3: Uh, also, they have Watch Dogs Legion, which looks really great.
0: Anyway, movie podcast, and Alex has already fallen asleep. Ah, um, uh, Mommy? What? Don't make me start throwing rocks up there again.
3: Exactly. Um, so, yeah. So, I think that's all for news. Do we have uh, anything else? What did we watch this week?
0: I watched some things.
3: What watch? did you watch? you watch?
0: So as I mentioned in the uh, message chat, I did go and see Matt Max Fury Road on, a, on a, in a movie theater. Finally, shout out to Saint Anthony Main Theater. Shout um, out! Yeah, they're 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 pretty awesome over there. Um,
3: they they played my my college film at a film festival, so I already knew.
2: Oh my okay. god, that uh,
0: is such a masterpiece.
2: Uh so what was it like what was the experience like going to
0: okay so as someone who has gone to a movie theater in an age of a pandemic they pretty much had all they pretty much had a lot of the seats like blocked off so i had so i sat as close as i could um the like they were all like distant so like there would be three seats in the middle of a row and then the rest would be taped off um and then so on and so forth to maintain six feet between everybody but it was just me i got the theater to myself um
1: well
3: aren't you special
0: that's pretty cool i tend to have that um that way with movies that i see on weekdays um just oh man it's so much bigger than I thought than I than I than I uh than I like remember it being from seeing it on mm-hmm. like on streaming or whatnot. But when that's when that when the storm, when you get to the uh a giant like like sandstorm, I was like, Oh okay, this is I need to see this. I really wish this was this was an IMAX. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was like it was amazing, nonetheless, and like the sound was awesome, and just like, oh god, so good.
2: I want a you.
0: bam,
1: bam, bam. bam.
2: Yes, um, I crossed it off uh, my bucket I, list. I saw it in a movie theater. It just It does remind me. Do you know what the number one movie of the week was? In the
0: Empire Strikes Back. I'm going to try to see if I can find that in a theater near me. <laughs> and Pandango's not loading, so that's a bad sign. <laughs> uh. Oh. I just want to point something
3: bar? out. Sorry, I just want to point something out real quick. Uh so Chris? <laughs> Chris.
0: It's at, it's at Willow Creek tomorrow at Chris. 5 pm ah it's a shame
3: I can't go uh Chris what? so I just want I I don't want to bring up you know salt in the wound but a certain movie that we all love that gets a lot of the hate was trending on Twitter yesterday because
2: the um,
3: the last Jedi so,
0: no so what I think the, happened here was like people finally realizing it's a good movie (laughs) no 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 no. somebody posted an excellent meme or like an excellent like example he's just like somebody tweeted out it was like ryan johnson making the last Jedi and it came up to like almost it came up to like a raging fan base and it posted a picture from back to the future after after uh marty had um did the solo and he's like oh I guess you guys weren't ready for that yet. Then he walks off the stage. <laughs> I just,
3: well, I just think it's like so funny because some people were like doing normal Last Jedi hate, and it started tweeting when like hundreds of thousands of people were starting posting about how great the movie is and how awesome and masterful it is. And it's, it's, it's just
1: because...
2: no, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
3: And like all the memes I see about this are just like perfect like <laughs> like there's a there's the um there's another one from uh, Back to the Future uh, with a meme that says I guess you guys aren't ready for that but your I kids are gonna love it yeah, there, yeah there but, you your go. Ki- but your kids are gonna love it uh, and it says "Ryan Johnson after making the Last Jedi the best Star Wars movie of all time
0: okay now that's good That. Nah, all right all right that's just try- that, that Chris, made- Chris 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 give, this- give this to them Get it to him,
2: you fucker. <laughs> so this is what. So this is what happened. Someone posted. They, this has happened actually the past couple weeks. Someone's been posting a thing about the different trilogies and it's what. Name your favorite thing about the original trilogy. Name your thing. Uh, name something good about the prequel trilogy. And they posted a thing that said name something good about the sequel trilogy. And everybody was like, Last Jedi is good. Yeah, that's the good thing. Like, people, when, when's the day going to come that people realize it's the good one of three and that like and that varies in terms of what people believe is good or great about it but and like most people were like the first one's retread the third one's a mess the second one's the best of the three so the also,
3: other the other yeah. beautiful thing is that last jedi is the only star wars movie in rotten tomatoes top 50 top 100 top, in the top 50 of rotten tomatoes top 100 movies of all time
0: hold on i was thinking about this at work why are people blaming ryan johnson i just came around to this why are they blaming ryan johnson for the handling of luke who put him on that island jj right what are you supposed to do at that point
3: uh well Ah! people people are stupid
0: Ah!
3: and they they blame ryan johnson for the mistakes of someone else who they didn't realize made the mistake
2: yeah. Uh, their, their argument, I guess, in their minds, they don't necessarily say it. it. They blame Ryan Johnson for the decision that he made, but they don't, don't have an answer to it. it. There's there's one of one of my favorite episodes of my favorite show ever, uh, called Sports Night, about news anchors in a sports center type show and how everyone behind the scenes. Um, one of the anchors went to a college. And the college was playing a team they had never beat, and the coach made a dumb decision, and everyone was just ragging on the coach. And even he was. He was on TV every night, ragging on this coach. And even his anchor buddy was like, dude, you're, when are you going to lay off this guy? And he's like, I'm never going to do it. We've never beaten the team. And then the girl, the boyfriend of the woman he likes, comes down, and he is the only person that agrees with him. He's like, that coach made a huge mistake. And he's like, yeah, yeah, dude, you made a massive mistake. He's like, yeah. And he's like, what would you do? And he's like, i do this. And he's like, yeah, well, I, you don't do this because of the defense. And the guy's like, yeah, but still. And he goes, yeah, but still. And then he stops for a second and he goes, you know what? I don't know what decision I would make. I don't have all of the pressure of the fans. I don't have the pressure of the owners. I don't have to watch tape all week. I'm not tired. I'm not working with each player personally. I don't have to do all the things that a coach has to do. And to sit there on live television to make a decision like that in a split second. And the answer I have is, I don't know what the hell I would do. And it's the same thing here. If you ask people what they say their problem is, they're going to be like, Ryan Johnson made the wrong decision. And if you sit there and you go, okay, well, A, what was JJ's decision, the reason why he was on that island? Has he given one? I don't know, but I don't think so. And B, what is yours? What is your answer? Is it better than hit Ryan Johnson's? Is it as thematically resonant? Does it have a point that actually changes the character and puts them on a journey and affects the other people in the world? Is it good or do you not just like it? Do you have an answer for that? Or are you just going to sit there and say, I don't know. So why are you giving shit at somebody who like sat at home for weeks and months and figured this out on his own over time and made it work in a way that you never could. So like answer it, either you don't like it or it's good. What would you do? And that's, that's my biggest problem. Like, Rod Johnson had a good answer for what happened, and J.J. Andrews had no answer. He's like, I made this movie, I set up the pieces, everyone, whoever's next, they're there for you, and the person's like, I don't, I don't want to do this. I want to play with my Legos the way I want See, to play with I it. Would argue I don't want to go opposite. with
0: I would or, argue really. the opposite. That he went but in the play. only direction that he could that would make sense for how it was set up in the Force Awakens. Um,
2: I uh, I am one of those people who doesn't know what I would do other than say that yeah, like Luke Skywalker lost everything, sat on an island, and was like, man, dude, the Jedi suck. Like, think about what they did in the prequels, man. They're like, this way of life sucks. It kills everyone I know, and it's been done before. It's been done in samurai movies, but I I I don't know what I would do other than. that. I don't know. and um, but um, You would have to, to go back. It.
0: In order to, like, you back would have to, to go back. Back to the <laughs> past?
1: Like you would Samurai have to Jack? Go
0: back. <laughs> nice try. Back you would have to future. go back. <laughs> you see how I see what awakens. I did there? You'd have to start all over again to get to a different, like, scenario. Oh, absolutely. Because if you <clears> don't <throat> put Luke on that island, you don't have this problem.
2: See, now, here's what Ryan did. He didn't do that. And you know who did do that? J.J. Abrams in the third movie. That's he did what a I'm saying! Like, yeah, no, no. But like, I, don't, I do think that the, there is no answer as to why uh, Ren is the way he is and why Luke is the way he is. All we know is that in the first movie, Ren was his student and is no longer his student. And since he is no longer his student, Luke is gone and Ren is just, you know, killing everyone. So, yeah, JJ Abrams set that up. So that that is that makes Luke in some sense a coward for staying where he is. Now, could you be like um, he made him a promise or he threatened him in such a way in his face like if if I go and never come back will you do this, Ren and never touch this or like could you have made something? Absolutely. But like nobody has an answer for it and even i don't but like logically when you think about it like luke would not go back because the jedi way sucks and he created a monster because of it he believed his legend so thoroughly that he was infallible that he almost murdered a child so i i honestly think that is the most logical decision and people don't like it because it makes sense at least to me that's one way of looking at it but like the answer, in my mind, is they don't have an answer for it. And they're pissed at the choice he made. But I don't have, have an answer for it either. I like Rhines. I think it's good. Mr. Johnson.
1: Anyway.
3: You got me all fired up again.
2: Um, I did warn you before
3: I, I
0: started.
2: I agree with you, though, Chris. I agrees with you. <laughs>
0: um, I also will say, I did also go back. Back to Jack? I went... 40... Oh, we're going back.
3: <laughs> Samurai Jack, man. He's got to go back to I the know, past.
0: I guess I, guess I know um, <laughs> what uh, Zach watched. Um, I, I actually
3: didn't watch Samurai Jack. I just have been... I've had that joke in my head for like a week.
0: <laughs> so... Because of all Samurai. I returned to St. Anthony Main Theater. Okay. <laughs> to watch uh, The Dark Knight in theaters. Okay.
1: <laughs> How was that?
0: That movie's also great. Yeah. Ah. God, I love that movie. It's a good movie. Uh, um. So one thing that I was like, I was wa- I was watching because like there were things that I don't fully comprehend. I still like love the movie to mm-hmm. death, but like I was starting to realize, like, okay, it's it's okay to not like a few things. So I will say I don't like Batman's fighting style something about it just does not just does like it's just like fake I don't under it's I, like I don't understand it it's like how are you hitting the guy <laughs> like the I answer think, is he's you know, not this was before like this was in like in the era of Jason Bourne and Daniel Craig's Bond movies. So, we're in that, like, that level of action with the shaky cam and all that, and... Um... So... So, there's also that. I don't like... I didn't like how... Um, no... I didn't like how Christopher Nolan shot um... The the hand-to-hand stuff. Like, the actual fights. Um, Um
2: he's not... Yeah, he hadn't really... I, I I guess I would have to go back and see the difference between how he shoots Wayne fighting the prisoners at the beginning of the first movie and all the other ninjas versus um, how he fights uh, before he can turn his head in Dark Knight. But I um, think it, it's the suit. The suit is just still cumbersome and it's not just that he can turn his head now. I just, just think no matter what you do, you can't you have to shoot it a certain way and since like few people had shot Batman and few people were shooting superhero movies at that time and also he hadn't shot fight scenes like born or right you know, bond or bond those fight movies scenes... were like those guys are barely wearing anything in those movies.
0: Yeah, I don't think fight scenes are a strong suit. Uh, at this uh, point uh, at least, I do think I do
2: think the the bane fight is pretty pretty fucking brutal.
0: Yeah, but that's like four years later, though. I'm talking about like at the Dark Knight. I don't think fight scenes were a strong suit yet.
2: I think that's probably what maybe maybe he learned from Dark Knight. That's, right. maybe maybe that was a criticism. It'd be interesting to go back and look at old reviews of people were like, in no the matter whether he can turn his head or not, he still you know fights like a weirdo. Um, right. Maybe um, he was, I'm just going to have Bane beat
0: the crap out of him then. If he sucks, <laughs> if he's a bad fighter, I'm just going to have someone break his back. The one thing that I was actively looking for in this go round when I was watching it was why does Alfred burn the note? That has been bothering me because I myself have not come to any conclusion. Because he didn't Don't want to No, I'm not signing. I'm oh. I'm telling you
3: the answer. So. So, so what happens is Rachel tells him that she loves Harvey Dent. Plain and simple, right? Eight? Yes. Do we agree on that?
0: I mean, I think I've got a conclusion in my head, but... I think
3: the conclusion you got in your head is the conclusion. So, the answer is, is that he knows Bruce still loves Rachel, no matter what. And that he burns the note... So as not to break Bruce's heart, and to make and to give him something worth fighting for at the end of the day.
0: Well, here's the thing, though. The more this... I watch The Dark Knight, the less I like The Dark Knight Rises for that reason. Mm. Um, what?
2: I, 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 you. It's a very personal decision made by a very personal friend, uh, and the closest friend person in Bruce Wayne's life. Because he's like Alfred is sitting there thinking, Rachel's just giving me a note that says he, she's not going to be with Bruce. She's gonna leave him and go to Harvey. And he's he's preparing in his mind to give this note to him. And then she's dead. And like Harvey's burned. And Bruce thinks that he that she was gonna leave with him. And that that is something that like I don't know. I, I, I think Alfred was like, if I give this note to him, it's going to destroy him. If this, this last thing is the thing that's going to turn him. He's a guy who dresses as a bat and uses his money to fight crime at night. And now there's a guy with a clown mask going around killing people. Shit's crazy. I think yep. this is going to escalate things. And right. I, I, maybe, maybe he thought one day I'll tell him. And maybe he thought if I just don't tell him now, and I get rid of this note, he'll never find out for now. But I honestly thought, I I think he thought in that moment, I don't think this is going to cause such a huge ram ramification and like fracture in him that he's going to retire years later, or or at the very least come back when he shouldn't, um, and he should like. You know, lay off his knee and stuff. I have to watch rises again. But he realizes, even Alfred realizes, it's a bad decision and he shouldn't have done it. That's why I think it's interesting. There's so many times in our lives where we do things to protect the people we love, and then they cause a line of thinking in their lives that inadvertently like like causes a self-destructive yeah. manner or makes them or allows them to make poor choices that could affect them and harm others like you have to be willing to step up and say i did this i regret it i've done something wrong and he does it again he leaves bruce what would have happened if alfred stayed did he would he have continued to enable him would bet would bruce have pushed things even further or was him leaving the wrong choice I think it's important for him to leave and for him to get himself out of that cave. but the biggest problem with Rises for me is that he breaks his back and climbs out of a cave so
1: yeah <laughs> that's the
2: hardest for me but I also I like Rises. I think it's a fun movie. I think it's epic and, and interesting in ways that like it doesn't have to be it's a it, like Matrix it's a movie that has a lot of thematics to it that it doesn't need to but it's also kind of stupid in a lot of ways that I don't agree with but um, it also improves in, in things like the uh, fighting. Something that I don't like in Dark Knight, just little things that like I've come to just can't get over, is like um, the, after the party, when he jumps out of the window to save Rachel, and they land on the car, and then it's the next day. It's like, what the hell happened?
0: Yeah, the editing is very... It's like, there's no... It just cuts that's from a, place to place. And I found that, like, whew... That's a bold editing joy
2: <laughs> I do. I do honestly think the movie is its references visually to heat are great. Its look and style, the music especially, but also I think the script is strong. I think it's one of the best action movie superhero scripts uh, that's ever been written. It's it's not just about the Joker. It's about how he was written. So right. I I I think that script's amazing.
0: Um. So what I took like I. Came to a similar conclusion with uh, the note burning. I was like, okay. There's a, I think, the way I saw it was, I think Alfred knew. However implausible this may be. Also, I did take something away from this movie, but I'll get to that in a second. But, I don't know. Alfred. But, like, he was like, I think if he doesn't burn the note, Bruce doesn't make the decision he makes at the end. Where he's willing to be the villain. In Harvey's place, I think if he, he still reads that note. I think he still would have made
2: that that decision, but I think he would have told Harvey. That's Ooh. the that's the problem. That's the thing here that people don't ever think about in terms of Alfred's decision. He has a close relationship with Rachel. He has a close relationship with Bruce, but he I don't think he ever really thinks from the perspective of Harvey. If Bruce knew, if he could have given that letter to her, well, well, I mean, but also she like she said, "I choose you." She said yes to him before she died. So honestly, I guess it doesn't matter. Harvey goes insane anyway. True. So two more things. It's all about for Bruce. Yeah.
0: Two more things, real quick, before we move on um, to what you guys saw. But like, two more things that I took away from this movie. People are like. I just like how dark and realistic this movie is. It was like all those, um, all the uh, fans out there. was like I like, I really like how realistic this is. This movie is comic book as app. Oh, absolutely. Like I for, like I did not realize my eyes were open. I'm like, this is a comic book movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I did not like. The previous watchings of this, I did not register that Christopher Nolan would like indulge in that, would, like embrace the like the comic book nature of things as much as as much as he did. So I didn't see that, and then now watching it again in a movie theater setting, as I am now, I'm like, whoa! <laughs> it, it, it's a comic book movie. Is all get out. Um, agreed. And another thing is like. I love how practical this movie is. Um
2: really flip the track.
0: Like like real sets, real location, like man, it just it just adds. It's like this is how it's done. Like that's how it really should be done. Maybe it's just like a breath of fresh air compared to like all the CGI madness we see today, but like man, I was like this is how it's done. Why? Let's go back to that. <laughs> um, gosh, no one was born for this. Um, so yeah, I think um, next I'll I think next on my list I'll do Empire Strikes Back, and then Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park should be fun. Oh yeah, playing at the same theater too. Except i Power Strikes back. I have to go to Willow. Back to Willow. <laughs> All right, you guys' turn. Sorry. <laughs> oh my god! It, ju- it just hit me.
2: Every time we say "Back to Willow" that we used to work at Willow Creek, that just right. I just did to me too. <laughs> <just> got that. <mad. laughs> I, I mean, I,
0: the
1: the uh,
2: you know what's the I, unfortunate I, thing about I all this? I feel that. like I just learned how to appropriately wipe myself. Like that's how <laughs> <dumb> I feel. <was. laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna lie.
1: I'm not gonna lie. I like I worked.
3: There the, I worked there the longest of the three of us because I quit like what, like three four weeks after you did, Alex.
2: Well Yep. No, that no. Chris worked longer than than me.
0: Did he? Eighteen months. No, I work,
2: then I I think I worked there longer than you, Chris. But I I was there before you, Zach, and I was there after you. Were you? Yeah. Right. No. No, it's backwards.
3: No, I was there after you.
2: I was certainly there before you, though.
3: Yeah. But, no, you were definitely there before me. <laughs> that yeah, I'm not. I was there before. I was. I was, I was there 17 months,
2: actually. I don't. I don't. I don't Remember either
0: way, but
3: I found out that I have been working in the movie theater industry for 37 months.
0: I was about to say, <laughs> I've worked
3: in the industry for like 37 months. So, I
0: thought you were gonna say like 37 years.
3: No, 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 I'm not that old. I'm not old.
0: <laughs> okay, wow. All right, now you guys can talk about what you saw. Uh, Zach, you have anything? Uh,
3: I didn't really watch movies this week, unfortunately. I I spent a lot of this week watching Silicon Valley.
2: <laughs> yeah, he's all about that now.
3: Uh, Martin Starr, he's
2: uh, he's your new favorite. Your new he boy. really,
3: he really is. Like for for like for like a, a guy who's like a self proclaimed Satanist on the show. And just as like a total racist asshole. He's so funny. Like
2: Super good, yeah.
3: It's not the racism that's funny, it's just his nonchalantness about it. Oh no,
2: yeah. He's he's honed that down over years of playing characters like that. Again, like Party Down is a great it's a Party Down is a great show about like caterers and Hollywood and how like all these people tried to be in show business but are now catering for shows like for stars and stuff. A lot of great yeah. people. Kristen Bell, um, uh, Adams, Adam Scott, Camarino, uh, great people, and he's in there and he plays a guy who tried to be a writer and has a script, but no one will read it. And he's just like he just hates Hollywood, but he still is a cater. Amazing, he's so good.
3: The the really funny thing about it that I I, this is just like a personal thing is like I love all the subtle Magic the Gathering references in that show too.
2: They're just all Uh, over the place. I don't catch a lot of them, but yeah, it's a geeky show.
3: It's very funny. Also, my second favorite character on that is Jing, Jing Yang. Uh,
2: it's a great show, man. I, I I thought it it ended pretty pretty okay considering the circumstances. But I'm I'm a huge Middle Ditch fan these days.
3: Yeah, I finally got to the point though where like I saw how they wrote out uh, T J. Uh, Or uh what's his fucking name? Oh my god. TJ Miller. Yeah, TJ Miller. And I just am like Yeah, I could I could see his character one hundred percent doing that. (laughs) It like made sense, but like it was really obvious why he did it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like it says a lot about how they felt about him on set, probably.
3: Oh, he was like one hundred percent probably just an asshole. Much like Eric is in the show.
2: He certainly made things hard for people to shoot, apparently.
3: That would not surprise me at all.
2: I mean, I, 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 I think he's funny, but at the same time, I feel really bad that uh, it was he just made it hard for people to get their job done.
3: Yeah. That show is so funny, though. I just... I can't get behind. I I just like can't get enough of the fact that just like the nonsense they do there is just oh, it's great. Fucking Gabe. Fucking Gabe.
2: It's pretty funny, Chris. Mike Judge great. has made some pretty funny shows and movies and movies. Idiocracy is a great movie.
3: Yeah. So go see Silicon I, Valley. It's really great.
2: <laughs> I, I I saw. Saw Lovebirds on Netflix. It's um, nice. Okay, it's pretty good. Kamel Namjani and the, um, I can't, I, I should know her name, but I don't. It's not in front of me right now. Uh, but she is just as good. They are the reason the movie is really good. But I also like that director, James Michael Showalter. Check out his other stuff like the Baxter, um, The Big Sick, also with Namjani. Uh, I also saw um, Timmy Failure, Mistakes Were Made on Disney. Plus. No Mandalorian yet. Sorry. Oh, Uh, It's coming. The day is coming. Thank you. Your response is, I appreciate your response. Thank you. Uh, (laughs) Instead, I watched old movies. Um, I saw the front page for
1: 1931.
2: Great, great, incredibly misogynistic and violent towards women, but also really good. Um, (laughs) It's, you can just if you can just get past that because i don't forgive it for it for no no surre. like there's this like you spend this time with all these like newsmen in this room waiting for a hanging to happen and they're just like funny and charming and they're given like the dumb cops the boot in the pants and everything and it's, it's fun and it's really smart and it's fast and then all of a sudden this woman comes in and she like knows the person who's getting hanged and she's trying to fight for it and then things get like escalated, and then she knows where the guy is, and they hound her and hound her and hound her, like hound her, like physically grab her, and to get away she jumps out the window. I was like, oh my god, this movie's terrible to women. It's awful to women, um, but I really liked it though. Um, there's a way better version of it called His Girl Friday, where um, they fix that, they they really fix it in interesting ways, and it's much more famous. And both are really funny and good. Um, I saw The Informer. Which, uh, it's about a guy who in 1922, uh, Ireland rats out his friend to the, England uh, from the IRA. And um, he takes 20 pounds for it and he just like blows it out of grief and guilt. And just, it's terribly sad, but it's a great performance. And it's horrific how they got it out of the actor, but he got an Oscar for it. And um, it made me think, if they ever remade this movie... They, they tried to remake this movie with the guy who was the bad guy in the movie we watched tonight, Robert Mitchum. But um, they, I've been thinking if they ever make this movie again, if they're ever willing to make this movie about a guy who is just like a meathead thug, rats out his friend, and then the rest of the night just kind of like blows the money out of grief and lies and gets drunk the entire time. Whether it's Irish or not, I don't care. Dave Batista would be great at that. I think he would be so good at it. He looks like the guy. Oh God, I would love to see Batista do something like that. I think it would be a great, great dramatic role for him. Uh, who knows? Maybe Big Show. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I saw Gene Kelly musical, Take Me Out to the Ball Game. It was pretty good. Frank Sinatra, Gene Kelly, can't go wrong. Um, that's it. That's it. It's all she wrote. Oh, and Scary Stories They Tell in the Dark.
3: How is that? I haven't seen it.
2: Good. I liked it. That's good. It was basically Final Destination, but with a book. Instead of death.
3: <laughs> Interesting. Not,
2: not bad. You didn't know what monster you were gonna get. It was great.
0: Saw so that teaser with the woman pulling a spider leg out of her face and like, oh, okay, nope, not for me. Oh, they go full hog on that, man.
2: You don't like that. Spider- oh, no, no, no. Yeah, I don't think my sister should ever watch it either.
3: Chris, you should go watch Black Mirror.
2: Um, not now. <laughs> I wouldn't know. That's for right, me. That's, right. it.
0: that's it. Shall we then? Yeah, let's do it. Shall we? Shall okay. we? Let's down. The night. Of the hunter, mm-hmm. let's get this one right. All right.
3: Are you sure we're gonna get it right?
2: Ah, uh, it depends on what we mean by right,
3: Chris. So if if you got so so before we start, Chris, quick overview. What'd you think? Don't give a grade.
0: That was pretty damn good. Right. It got me. Right. <laughs> right (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 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 oh my gosh okay so it took me a while to like it's a 90 minute movie like they may not talk as fast but the movie moves like pretty quickly um Then I checked yeah, the timestamp.
1: The first time I checked the timestamp. Yeah.
0: First time I checked the timestamp, like... And I'm like, there's no way there's another hour of this. Because <laughs> I thought I, wouldn't, I had gone through two-thirds of the movie already. There was so much more. Um, I was like, okay, this is 90 minutes. Um, so, for context, what I mean by getting it right. So, the last noir we did... Um, Maltese Falcon, I didn't have the best experience, um, of watching or receiving. Mm. And so I, like, I was trying to make sure, okay, I don't have to like this. At the same time, I have to give it a better chance. So I did. There. There. Um, and boy, howdy! Oh my gosh! Um, I've seen movies like this. Whereas there's a guy that they like the how uh, best to describe, um. Like I've seen like movies that depict the bad guy as the good guy but the real good guy thinks he's a bad guy. You know what I'm saying? Um yeah. this one way more effective than the other ones. Um I was just like, "Oh. Oh, this guy's psychotic." <laughs> this guy is yeah. straight up psychotic, and it took me a while to get. It. I'm like, is this guy like just a manipulative criminal, or is he like like actually psychotic? No, no, he's psychotic. He is straight uh, up psychotic.
2: What's the scene that led you to understand that?
0: Um, it was when he marries. The uh, when he marries um when he marries into the family right mm-hmm. after the guy with the money dies he marries into the family and it's their first night in bed and that whole scene plays and I'm like oh um, so that's where the that's where the wheels started to turn in my head I'm like is this guy crazy and then she starts to fall for him. And so, um, and then there was the scene where he kills her in bed, and I'm like, "This guy's straight up is nuts." Um, (laughs) (laughs) Did you not? Did you not understand that he was a murderer before then? Okay, so, um, so the opening like lines were like of um. Shoot, I just watched this today and I can't remember anything. Hold on, I have it right.
2: Like you said, a lot happens,
0: yeah, a lot does happen. Um,
2: I think the first shot of the movie is the zoom in on a dead body's legs, right? And then it's Mrs. Cooper,
0: it's Mrs. Cooper's monologue about about wolves in sheep clothing. That kept I kept that in my head. It's like, I was like, observe their deeds and you shall know them, is basically. Kind of like kind of like what I was holding on to throughout this movie to to keep to like
1: keep Nailed. the movie in
0: front of me so it doesn't get so it doesn't get behind me. It's a fairy tale, absolutely. Um it has a moral.
2: say it at the beginning and then they tell you the story, keep that moral in
0: mind. And so um so I was like so with that whole opening scene where he goes like I thought he was, like, an actual, like, chaplain. Like, that's where they were juxtaposing it. So I'm like, oh, wait a minute. And then he goes to jail for all that, for, like, 30 days because he parked his car somewhere he shouldn't have. Um, he stole is the car. He stole a car. And they just found it, yeah. And then he tries to get the... When I figured out he was a criminal was when he was trying to get to the, trying to figure out where um the money where one, john yeah. or not where john harper uh or ben harper um and hid the money i was like oh this guy's a con artist i did not think he was <laughs> he's just straight up psychotic um, yeah
2: well that wedding night scene is pretty crazy
0: um because like they're all all, throughout the whole movie they're like you need to get a man and so they they can find their children like she don't need no man (laughs) dude
2: the real villain of the movie is that woman that old woman right (laughs) she incites a riot for crying out loud she's the real villain that's why i was watching it again like when they're in the courtroom and john is sitting there and he's like and the first thing you see in the courtroom is that lady. She's like, Oh yeah, jam. And the kid is just staring at her. And then the, he's like, point to the person. Is that the man who killed it? And he's just staring at her. And then he looks down and I'm like, that old woman did this, man.
0: <laughs> she is the catalyst for a lot of this.
2: Um, Really? She, she is man. Like, you think she's going to do one good thing when the kids are hiding and he's going to in the basement and he's going to find him and she knocks on the door you're like, "Oh, she did one thing good and saved him And then she's like, "Kids get up here." And you're like, "That god I hate you so much."
0: <laughs> Man, it's like It was just tense. Like this this movie like this movie was like intense from start to finish. Cuz like so happy. And just oh man, because, like his fa- like John's father stole the money, and he was sworn, and th- him and Pearl were sworn to keep the secret of, don't tell anybody where the money is, yeah, forcing it on him, yeah, forcing it on them. so he's had to carry this, and it literally like. Almost drove him mad to the point where the guy who was about to like slash his throat to get the money, like, he was like, he saw like the exact same thing. He's just like, don't. Where, um, where, um, Harry Powell, he's, um, he's getting arrested in the almost the exact same way as. Dad was, and he's just like, no, don't, and then he just goes over and just t- t- puts the money back as if like correcting the mistake, to like of that like letting that go, um. And I was just like, I, yeah, like, oh, man, just this whole that's this is crazy. <laughs> like that's that was a ride. I'm not like I'm not gonna lie, that was a straight up ride
2: super happy man because like that's the exact same feeling i had when i saw this movie a lot of my favorite old movies like this were ones that i thankfully stumbled upon on tcm just one night it was on and i'm like i'm gonna watch this and it blew me away it's so weird it's so beautiful it's so tense like my one of my favorite tense moments is when you find the money in the doll and the sister's been playing with it, and she's been cutting some of it up, and it's all over the ground. And yeah! She, and the yeah. moment runs over, she immediately says, I've done a bad thing. I've been bad. It's all here, and you're like, oh, you can't be mad at her now. Oh, my God. And then he's standing there. And then right. as they walk up, a couple of bills go under the deck, and you're like, holy, all he has to do is look down. I loved it. I loved it.
0: Um. Oh, God, I had a thought. Okay, so the thing is, you don't know where the money is. At least I didn't figure out where the money is until the money was on the ground. Yeah, I did they're not really, know it was they, in the doll. They're pretty subtle with it. They do have a couple of hints, but it's
2: mostly characters looking at the doll from forced perspective. So, like, when the dad comes up and he's looking at things... They set up ge- geography-wise that that's where he's looking as his daughter and the doll. And then later, there are moments where um, he, is, where John is very protective of the doll and Pearl, and you don't realize it. But there, there, there's a couple. There's not enough for you to be like, oh, it's in the doll. But I do like the fact that when they reveal it, it's before the mom has, before he even murders the mom. Mm. And then he finds out about it pretty quickly after that too.
0: And, oh, man, just... Because, like, now... Because, like, that's probably, like... Like, I feel stupid, because that's the place... Because, like, you... That's the best place where you hide it, is in plain sight. The its yep. anybody look. Right. So... Um... That, like, um... <laughs> they start the mo- so I thought so when they went to Mrs. Cooper and Powell finds them, I was like, normally this ends kind of poorly, yeah. and so because there was like a shot of Harry hanging out with a bunch of random guys. So I thought that when he was sitting out there sing like singing that song <clears throat> I was like um like there's no like there's no way that like there like he's got friends. Like that would end too easily. But then it ends that way and I was just like Okay, yeah, all right. It doesn't always have to end like like that. So yeah, this uh the, the whole the whole everything with like Mrs. Cooper and all that stuff, like uh, oh God, this movie's so good
2: uh- <laughs> I thought you would like her because it's one thing to be like. Harry Powell's a good example of how religion is bad, and that's like, totally not what the point of the movie is. Like you said, they say it's she- well wolf in sheep's clothing. So I was watching the movie having this guy strut around doing this crap. You're like, man, like, this sucks. And then she shows up. And like my fa- one of my favorite moments is when she pulls out the Bible. John just immediately walks outside. <laughs> He's like, I have had enough of that shit. I am good. And then she just tells a story, which is all the Bible is, honestly. it's There's stories that just for you to develop empathy for humanity and through these stories of, 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 like, olden time. And so she's just telling a story. And she's just trying to – she's doing it completely separate from the way he does the hate and love story earlier. That's obviously a show. She doesn't fall for it earlier. But she's just sort of, like – the world, the world is a dark place for babes. I'm going to tell you a story about that. And it wins him over. But there's so many little gestures that she does for him that he needs just to that slowly open him up that are just so perfect and so empathetic and so different because they are, at heart, really the best examples of Christianity, like in her mind. I, lo- I loved it. I love her character. She's amazing.
0: Uh, Yeah, like, um... man, I had a thought. Now, now it's gone from me. Dang it! I have dreamed a dream, and now that dream is gone from me. Beat me! That's literally what happened.
2: Um, so, uh, I would say there's three sections. There's uh, there's everything when the mom dies. Yep. And then there's everything up to when they meet Cooper. And then there's Cooper. Um, I have a hard, hard time. I like the beginning. I think it's good. But it's when the mom goes and the movie just starts getting like full-on German expressionistic shadows, smoke, fog. Yep. Everything gets creepy now. Everything looks different. Um, the whole section from when he tries to – like when the iris comes in on him walking to the house and they're in the basement – Normally in movies, that's the, that means the movie's over and he's going to kill them, but then it stops and there they are. And then the movie just totally visually gets different. I think that's great. But then I also love Cooper and I, and I love the kids and I love that she stands out for them. And I love her relationship with John. She comes in 20 minutes left of the movie, like 25 minutes left of the movie. And she is perfect. Their relationship has developed so well and so quickly. Um, which one would you? Which one do you think is best?
0: Oh, uh, which section of the movie?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Where I was most enthralled was when they were escaping from the house. It was that whole like um, Powell using like like Powell trying to manipulate the kids into telling? Um, in Itali- in Italian, where the where the money was, John doesn't matter. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
2: um, I, I think the middle is probably the most effective and the most tense and the most interesting. Well, yeah. but they're satisfying,
0: right? Um. Um, like this was like a perfect. This almost felt like a perfect, like three act movie, like a solid three act movie. That's how a lot of old films are, though. They like they set up the premise, they ramp it up, and turn it, and um, in some up. cases, turn it on its head, and then they pay it off.
2: This movie did that. Okay, so one last I question, think. and then we'll we'll toss it over to Zach. Uh, what did you think you were going to get when this movie came? Like, what did you like? I I, did you watch anything did you see any pictures did you know anything about the story or was it just night of the hunter film noir
0: Uh, for me it was just night of the hunter film noir i think that was the best way to approach it i agree
2: uh i agree and i'm so happy dude i'm so happy because this is this is one of the biggest entries into old movies for me where i was like this is possible this, especially for film noir, I was like, "This is amazing! This is beautiful!" When he's riding the horse, and he's and they're sitting in the barn, and they're like, "That's forced perspective." That's actually somebody riding a horse on a soundstage. It just looks so good. Uh, yeah. So Zach, I- what? How about you? How how did was this movie for you?
3: It was good, man.
2: Um, Alex hit a home uh, run. I
3: got a psycho yeah. vibe from this movie at times.
2: So yeah,
3: I got um, definitely saw like the film noir aspect of it for sure. Uh, but I more looked at this movie more as similar to Psycho than anything. But Psycho's mm-hmm. great, so you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But um. What I I really loved, and actually, unlike Chris, I actually kind of had this realization that like uh, he was psychotic when he was asking um, the guy about the money in in prison, and he like was talking about God and all this, and he pulls out the knife. I'm like, oh, dude, you're fucking crazy.
0: Like, I'm not- right, the, 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 for me, the love hate tattoos should have given it away where the hate the, the love
3: hate tattoo was like confirmation to me but like pulling out the knife and being and like not saying I believe in God I'm believing in or not saying I believe in Christianity when he's a preacher and being like I believe in a religion between me and the Almighty and I'm like, what almighty is that
1: <laughs>
3: <Nah>. <laughs> I like looked at it I'm like definitely not the same guy i think <laughs> i'm thinking i should
0: have thinking, like that's a whole nother
1: yeah that's something like, i didn't
0: realize because like he could not be because like this movie the dialogue is like really it's like
3: with, it's very coy with itself like right it, 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 it really is like it, so i thought ev- he had taken the scenic every route. everything has double meanings like it like he's talking about preaching and all this and like the, everyone thinking like oh he's just you know he's just a pastor or whatever but he's like no he's talking about how he wants to convert people to being psychopathic
0: murderers no so that's an interesting thing to think about it's like <laughs> when he was talking about like like um when he's talking about what he what he what he believed i was like i thought it was like because of how the dialogue is in the movie yeah. i thought i thought he i thought like in a literal sense, he was taking the scenic route to saying Christianity. So but that, so, can't, like, that
3: can't so, be. so Chris, no, 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 Chris, it's okay, it's okay. I just don't think you've seen enough movies where bad guys are purposely hiding their intent through good motives. Like, there's a lot of movies and even some anime that are like the bad guy. You you come off as is oh he's this good guy. He's just trying to do a thing. He's being really subtle about everything. And he's, like, not saying it. He's saying it, but not saying it. And, like, once you see the reveal, I'm like, aha, I told you, blah, blah, blah. Like, a good example of a character like this, Chris, and if you ever watch Game of Thrones, is Peter Baelish. He's, like, exactly this guy, 100%. He talks about all this, like, nonsensical, like, harmless shit, and then he's, like, the most... He's the guy that will backstab you the first chance he gets. Like, it's... It's 100... This is, like, 100% like Pierre Baelish is based off this guy. Not even a question.
2: (laughs) Yeah, Harry Powell is a sociopathic psychopath. Yeah. (laughs) like Murderous of a bitch. And
3: maybe this is because I've watched too much Game of Thrones and I'm, like, immune to the idea that everyone has noble intent. Like, I never think someone has a noble intent ever, especially when they're preaching about very noble things. And maybe that's just, like... The fact that i'm just like inert to that kind of thought and i just like you're you're guilty until proven innocent sort of thing especially in movies um and um and, and and that's probably a lot of that has to do with the fact that like a lot of the shows i watch are super dark and nobody's good in the shows and everybody's out for one person or another but um uh but First off, Chris, that's that's a great way to go into this movie, I think, is like go into it with no one's innocent until proven or no one's no one's. It, everyone's guilty until proven innocent, uh, because then you start like questioning everyone's motives. and You're like, all right, what's your what's no. your what's your angle like,
0: on this? For me, I was just being like when the movie said when the movie was setting up its wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah like, allegory, I was like, okay, I have to pay attention.
3: Oh, sure. You got it.
0: You got no, it. you absolutely
3: right do. You absolutely do. Uh, Chris, this is, like, not even, like, what you did, Ron. This is, like, a deeper way. Like, this is something you have to, like, this is like the next level down from where like you are. You you're already at the level that you should be. I'm talking about the next deep analytical level where you just stop trusting everyone and everything in movies. I
0: feel. uh Well no
1: no no you no. You would no. have
0: to go to a very like you'd have to go really deep Deep in a movie to yeah, get a yeah, reaction like that out of me, I don't think this movie went that far. This,
1: no, 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 is, no. This but this
3: is just this, say, is just this is just this is just a generic mindset you have to have, Chris. This isn't just no, like no, no, no,
2: no. I disagree. I disagree. I, I think it's a generic mindset you have to have for certain genres. Sure. Yeah. You're, like no R in thrillers like,
3: and, and like
2: and don't, you don't go into romantic comedy being like who's gonna like
0: no the yeah, other yeah. like no no no. That would have no no, but, those no, but with one with at a time, one at a time.
3: But with like thrillers, crime, and horror, you absolutely go into those every time with. Also, everyone's sorry. guilty until proven innocent.
2: <laughs> I gotta say, I do like the fact that both of you guys went in without any idea of what it was gonna be, and we've all had different points about when we realized Harry Powell was a, a murderous son of a bitch. Uh, for <laughs> me, it's literally when he's driving and like because when I start when I first saw this and then saw it again giving it like another shot i was like "Ooh, it's on tv again it was on tcm again and it, when tcm does it god i love that shot oh god he's just sitting outside the house uh, so uh, <laughs> um i at the at the beginning of the movies they'll do intros and the first time i ever watched it and the second time they give the this is one of the most beautiful black and white movies ever made and when you first start the movie it doesn't look that way it's kind of like rustic It's kind of. It almost felt like when I was first watching it, I'm like, "Am I watching the Andy Griffith show? What the hell's going on right now?" Uh, (laughs) Then like a guy's robbing a bank and going to jail in front of his son, and then like Harry Powell shows up and he's driving and he's like, he says it right there. He's like, "I'm a murderer." And then they do this weird cut and it's like, "I know you don't mind the killings." And then he goes to watch a woman and he's like stabbing a knife out of his jacket. I'm like, he's like, "I can't kill the world." I'm like, this guy's a serial killer, straight up. Like, what, the, what is going on right now? Yeah, and uh, 25 then, wives,
0: and he killed every last one of them.
2: Exactly. And then he goes to jail, and he meets the guy with the money. And I was like, oh, no, widow It's going to go for the widow. But I didn't think that it was going to change to the perspective of the kids. And that's when I was like, oh. And then every adult in their life, untrustworthy. They can't trust a single adult in that town. They are screwed. Nothing is more terrifying than the moment you see the mom in the car, and it cuts to him sitting outside that house, and you're like, "Fuck,
0: <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck, um, shit." Like there, they could they could trust Uncle Bertie, but he was flat out drunk and like scared to do anything because if he had because in his mind, if he had reported. That Willa was in the lake, then they would have thought that it was him who did it. So he gets flat yeah. out drunk, and when things break down, and John goes to him, he's wasted, and he can't do anything. And that's the moment where John's like, I'm all, I've am got to do this myself. So he takes his sister, goes to the skiff, and then barely makes it out of there. Where's and the thing? Yeah,
2: the, I I do agree. The film even says it, poor old Uncle Bernie, poor old Uncle Bernie. As adults now, we look at that and we understand that's a man who's literally grieving for someone he knows, and also thinks that he might be held responsible for it because why the hell not? But like, I have questions about that whole car scene later. But uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> they, um, they, uh. They point it very clearly from the first time they meet when he tries to put liquor in his coffee and he does. That j- that's the moment John leaves. He's like, uh, okay, that's Bernie's vice. Every adult has a vice, every adult is untrustworthy. That's what makes it a fairy tale, because what fairy tale is it what fairy tale does this remind you of most of all?
0: It's on the tip of my tongue. I could not Ah! Uh. Uh, I definitely,
3: definitely, Hansel and Gretel.
0: So,
2: uh, but yeah, it's reversed, uh, kind of, somewhat. I it's mean, also it's the boy. Really... It's also the boy who
3: cried wolf a little bit too.
2: A little bit, yes. I mean, well, he, well, I'll get to what he should feel guilty for and what the film points out he should feel guilty for. John, I mean, later, but, um, uh, Mother Goose, yeah i mother goose, not as... She's a, a goose that collects animals. Yeah. Oh. You don't... Like, it doesn't really hit you until the more and more you watch it, you're like, there is no one in that town that was responsible enough to help those kids. They are all suckered, suckered into this bad ideology, this bad person. It takes sometimes one true person to really see through all the bull. Bold- shit of the world and collect the things that people just leave straight behind. And that is more evident than ever in the depression, which is where this movie is set. It's not set in 55. It's set in the thirties. Like these people are fucking poor. Yeah. Murder is very easy out there. So like kids are just like, what (laughs) the fact that they are going down the river going up the river and um, this woman's like just handing out potatoes to kids, and she's like, "What happened? What happened to your parents?" Are like, gone. She's like, "Just go, get out of here." I don't, ha- I don't have any time to care. Just take your potatoes. Me help you. <laughs> helping you,
1: yeah. But like that's that's
2: how bad times are. So like, the I Bernie drinking. There's so many ways that you can like understand it, but even John knows that like. If you look at a kid and says, if you are ever in trouble, come to me. And that kid skeptically looks at you because he's like, well, you drink a lot, dude. Like, it's not Bernie's fault. He never really gets that drunk all the time. But he saw something serious and his response was to get drunk. And that's not responsible. And she is. Cooper is. Like, I'm not saying that the world is like that. That's just the way it is in this fairy tale in this grim fairy tale.
0: Yeah, it man. Um dang, I I am losing my train of thought. Like this is like oh, ah. so um
2: do you want to hear what happened with this movie? Oh, please. Let, let me ask you this, Chris. Let me okay. ask you this, Chris. Okay. Are you excited to hear about the list of movies that this director would go on to make? There are other like other movies that could be made by the guy who made this.
0: I'm curious. Zero.
1: <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 If it,
1: makes so you feel, if it
3: makes you feel good, Chris, that was really common in this era.
2: No, that is not true. This is a very, very, very interesting story how this happened. Um, this is made by a very famous actor at the time, a guy who had won several Academy Awards, most famously beat out the movie that I... His movie, Mutiny on the Bounty, in 1936, beat out the movie or 1932, beat out the movie that I watched this week called The Front Page. It beat that movie at the Oscars, despite the fact that it won a bunch of other things. Like, Or maybe not that. Maybe it was The Informer. The Informer, that's right. The Informer won Best Director, Best Actor, Best Cinematography, Best like four best things. But the best picture was Mutiny on the Bounty. Charles Lawton is his name. He was a famous actor. He'd been around for years. He did uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame. He's a big deal. Big deal. By 1955, he was a legend, and he was like, I want to direct a movie. And people were like, absolutely, dude, you're Charles Lawton. Direct a movie. And they were like, what do you want to make? And he finds this book by an author named Davis Grubb. called Night of the Hunter. And he's like, I- I'd like this grim fairy tale, this Mother Goose story. I want to tell this. And he looks at the book, and it's so vividly written that he could, like most of the visuals in this movie are almost taken from the book. Uh, a lot, almost all of it, because the that's the writer's style. he would like help him get the visuals down in storyboards like they work together on this um, and then he got a script uh, a writer to come in to write a script that um I, I gotta look up the name of who it was because this is some interesting stuff that happened. Um, a- agegie uh, a guy named Aggie um, oh wow, okay, <laughs> okay, so. This um, James Agee. All right. So James Agee wrote the script and. Um, it, it was shot. Everything in the script was shot, uh, but no one knows how the movie went down, really, because the movie bombed terribly. Ooh. Um, it did not do well at all. And I'm going to get into a little bit of why this sort of was happening. Um, uh, the guy who plays the preacher, his name is Robert Mitchum. Mm-hmm. very big star at the time he um was in a lot of film noirs and he was did other things as well this is his most famous role but he also has other ones like out out of the past where he plays a detective and a few other things but he's he was a big deal um and he would be a big deal all the way up to the 90s um it was robert Mitchum, uh, <laughs> uh and you can see how charming he is you can see how charismatic he is he is a fucking star man uh, the woman is named Shelly Winters. She is in a bunch of amazing things as well. She, at the time, was not doing very well. They didn't treat her very well on set. Robert Mitchum was drunk all the time, uh, and he made it very hard. The director liked the boy who played John, hated the girl who played Pearl, and would like treat her poorly constantly. In fact, there's a lot of scenes, if you watch the movie again, that cut to Pearl, and she is not happy with the preacher. Those were just her not happy with the director. Like... Bad, bad stuff in terms of that. But Robert Mitchum was very good with Pearl and he helped her through a lot of things. He was very good with the kids. Um, But because it didn't do well and this movie bombed, nobody talked about it for the longest time. And then it sort of grew this slow cult following after a while. And a lot of directors like Scorsese and everyone would point out, like, have you guys, do you remember that movie, Night of the Hunter? But, like, the director's response to the criticism was so bad that he's like, I'm never making a movie ever again. He thought it, he just couldn't take it. He's like, it sucks. I like the theater more. It's easier to make decisions. It's easier to be creative and like improvise with something in the middle of the moment. In a film, you are married to a decision within a shot. And he's like, I just didn't like how people questioned it all the time. And I never wanted to make it again. And he never did. And then years later, Robert Mitchum wrote. A biography, and it was filled with a bunch of BS. (laughs) It was like uh, um, Charles Lawton rewrote James Agee's script and basically made this whole thing on his own and rewrote the book. And so
0: he threw him under the bus. Well,
2: he's like he was my favorite director ever. He was so compassionate with me. He let me do everything I wanted. But really, he was just a he. He lost that real quick. In fact, the people in the production were like Robert Mitchum was dangerously close to this character. The reason he plays him so good is because he kind of kind of was a bastard. People wow. were afraid of him. And that, he was just the 1950s Hollywood star who had all the power, could do whatever you want. Like, that era was scary uh, if you had money and were a man. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah,
3: Chris, long story short, in the 1950s, if you were if a man, you had talent, and you had money, you could rule the world I mean, if you wanted uh, to.
2: Literally what I just said. But yes. uh uh, i mean oh uh
3: uh, chris Chris, alex don't forget if you're white too don't want to make this a race thing but that is important because it's the 1950s we're talking about
2: and it's a good point it's a very good point uh but so years later um and charles Lawton would see the rise of this and people would appreciate it and he would talk about it and everything but in 2004 they found james Agee's script and they realized oh no like charles Lawton filmed this script and they were like, oh, Robert Mitchum's just full of shit. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <I get> Robert <wrecked. laughs> the story of this movie has been growing more and more. But, like, it became a huge inspiration on directors coming up in the 70s and stuff like that. And by the 90s, like, they had, um, they were remaking. Oh, yeah, Robert Mitchum's other biggest role was a movie called Kate Fear with Gregory Peck. That was remade by Scorsese with Robert De Niro. And, like, there was a renaissance for Robert Mitchum towards the 90s. Um, and this movie was certainly um, it had a resurgence, and now it's like a lauded. It's certainly it, cinephiles know about this for sure. Geeks like me know about it. Anyone who understands old movies past 1950 know about this movie. But um, in terms of film noir, the reason that's the reason it bombed. Film noir was a big thing from after the war in 46 till. I would say about 54, 53, 54 is when it really started so it, to wane and people so it were getting just, sick missed,
0: sick. just missed the peak.
2: Yes, but I would say the difference between this and most film noirs is that this is visually more so a film noir than it is anything else. Like there is a guy who steals money for to, because the American dream has driven germ- that far. There is a kid who does something that is um a bit criminal and then has to go through this thing to suffer for it and uh, come out on top. Like the, like when he, his father dies and he has the money with Pearl, he goes by a shop and John sees a watch and he thinks maybe I could buy that watch. She doesn't say it and there's no narrative, but you know, that's what he's thinking. And then the woman comes out and she's like, you know what you did with that money? And he's like, come on pearl let's get out of here and he's like i i can't do it like it just reminds him of what happened to his dad and that little bit of wanting to do something with the money and fighting for it with the preacher and then to the point where they're like just take it from the doll dude like it it, it starts that weight that's put on him is added with a little bit of guilt that is a very film noir thing but mostly it's the shadows it's the german expression it's the oh god lighting the the most important thing in this movie is lighting it's uh, it's ridiculous mm-hmm. um the, the, the there's another movie that the cinematographer made uh called the magnificent ambersons and another one with um uh, orson wells and he's like only two directors understood light fully and it was those two guys and he's like i can't believe charles lot never made a movie again it's, it's ridiculous in my mind but yeah, the people were getting sick of this sort of black and white look. Gene Kelly musicals were becoming a thing. Westerns, colored Westerns were becoming a thing. Because uh, um, black and white was out and people were not, like, people were over the war. They, were, they didn't want to suffer about it anymore. No, who cares about PTSD? We get it. Like, come on, Pops, let's go hop in. Like, things started to change and people didn't care about the look of this. And also, they thought it was fucking weird. And it is weird. It's a trippy ass movie.
0: It is, it really
2: is. Even for them, for 1950, forget about it. It took time for people to appreciate this. It's one of those movies that you look back and you're like, wow, this is a cult movie. This is a masterpiece unappreciated in its time. It's a, it's a like Citizen Kane in that respect. Um and it makes you think in nowadays what are movies like that what are they what is there, are there too many movies out there that that's unable to happen that the cream can't rise to the top because there's too much in the way that's why you got to keep digging because you never know that's why you got to go in the past because there's gems like this all over the place and this is one of those movies where I was like this is if this is what old movies can do then I'm willing to watch old movies as many as I can find in and out. I, I didn't care how old it was because, yeah, by the middle when he's, like, about to go kill him and go, go for that money, I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, what's going to happen? He's killed, he's killed their mom. She's in the bottom of a lake. Are you kidding me? Which, by the way, that's my question. How did he
0: get the car in the middle of the lake?
2: That's a good question. Well, it's not
0: a lake, technically. It's a river.
2: Then I guess – I mean, the current could help, but then I guess – Uncle Bernie is. You're still moving like a
0: two ton thing of steel. I guess Bernie just isn't fishing that far out. I guess maybe the river's bigger than the movie's letting on. It does remind me of Psycho, though Zach, when he pushes
2: it into the lake. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Even a lot of the like the shots and the uh, and the um, the kind of overall like. Motif of it feels very psycho throughout.
2: Ah, oh, I love it. I just, I'm just, yeah. just looking
0: at it is so beautiful. Uh, All right, and how good this movie does look.
3: So, so grades, boys. Oh man. <laughs>
1: oh. Ho, 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 ho.
0: Oh man, this is difficult.
3: Chris, you have a duty. You know what it deserves.
2: How about you go, Zach, if you know what it deserves?
3: Uh, well, I'm an under. Did you
0: watch it under ex- extenuating circumstances?
3: It's an A. A hundred percent. This movie's great. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know if it's qu- quite as good as, like, a movie like uh... Psych- Psycho or Citizen Kane, but, like, it's it's a good movie.
2: That's a good that's a good point.
3: It's an A. <sighs> it's an A. It's as A as A can get, I think.
2: Uh I'm I'm bouncing between A and A minus. Um
0: I'm in that ballpark.
2: Uh and the only reason is because I have seen a lot of old films. There is a lot of Uh, there is a lot of things that I know could have been cleaner if people had more faith in it. And if other people weren't drunk on set, (laughs) Um, uh, I know that certain things didn't have to happen for certain scenes to go a certain way. I know there's some audio things that I would kind of want to change, but at the end of the day, it all adds to the dreaminess of this movie. And by the end, you just don't care. Like, you're just in it and how beautiful it is and how just like unnatural but it, it just warm it is I, I the fact that this ends on Christmas is so wonderful I love that it's just dark and dry. it's so it's the it's like an it's the kind of movie that you can watch in- it ends on a
0: Christmas mob yeah <laughs> yeah
2: I, I well a Chris well ends on Christmas gifts
0: yeah, Justin, yeah, yeah.
2: There is there is an absolute Christmas mob. Yes, <laughs> they break apart a cafe to lynch somebody for sure. A tent, I think he gets lynched by the cops anyway. Uh, I, but I love that that's where you end up. This kind of Halloween fall to Christmas thing. It's like a perfect seasonal movie. It reminds me a lot of um something that you could watch after, like uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, which I can't wait to bring to the table one day. Uh, but. I, I, I'm gonna go with Zach I'm gonna go a like all the thing all the things that make it uh, a little bit dated and weird like I'll, uh, there's nothing that I would change about it though it's like it it, it unfolds so well it's so beautiful just the three sections each have like merits to them and then the and just it's so great I love it i uh, I'm gonna go a Chris <sighs> change the way I saw movies for sure
0: I'm trying to keep this. Trying to keep this objective, you know, because I don't want to have to like give it an A because I was pushed to give it an A. That's why I'm taking my. That's why I'm taking so long.
3: Just give it an A and be
0: done with it. No, no, no. See, that's what I'm trying to avoid, (laughs) and you're pushing me in that direction. Could you like (laughs) not? you have a completely different
2: perspective you haven't watched as many movies as us but also you haven't seen a lot of old movies as us but like uh, this is also just a unique movie that i think will stand the test of time like no matter when you watch it it's always going to look trip just just the just him sitting just him sitting with pearl trying to get the money out while jim looks like john looks out the window with the fog rolling by that's just so creepy i love it like yeah. this is so eerie and so weird. It's it's unnatural. It doesn't feel right. like it's of its time as much as it's like in its own world. So I, I think I think you could just judge it however you want,
0: honestly. I think Zach brings up a good brings up a good point. F minus it is. I'm kidding. Um good man. <laughs> <done>. The sniper <laughs> is ready for the tree. <laughs>
2: you hit daddy with a hairbrush. <laughs>
0: that was a good throw i will admit um it's
2: back in the middle
0: oh god so i'm trying to find a reason not to like give it an a and give it like an a minus or a b plus and
2: try to be a contrarian
0: yeah right um
2: okay i give a reason i'll hear it out
0: that's what I'm trying, to, I'm trying to. I'm trying to like. I'm trying to remember everything that happens and everything that visually go. That visually happens and or what's shown visually and how it. I'm trying to put all the pieces together and trying to form a grade out of it and. Um, <sighs>
2: I'm trying to think of a great for the movie and thank while you. he's singing and <laughs> singing, singing and singing, if I sing some more, he'll think some more and will be in store okay. for an answer to the question that I don't remember cause I'm singing too much him and- <laughs> oh, god yeah, I- uh, Thank you.
0: I really have to rework this great system. Thanks. Oh, not silent
2: again. It's silent again, and again. <laughs> he doesn't say any goddamn thing. I'm like, goddamn, he doesn't like that. I should just <laughs> say that. I'm just an asshole. i asshole. i just A plus. <laughs> Good man. A plus? Really?
0: I just, like... <sighs> I'm not going to argue like, with that, man. Because, like, I'm I, trying to think of, like, any negatives... That I could think of,
1: it has that wouldn't 90 be minutes. and I
0: can't nitpick. I like, I try to nitpick, and uh, like I'm coming up empty, you know. And like for okay. what it is, and the story it tells, and the way I felt throughout the whole movie, I can't say I had any problems with it. So, a plus.
3: <laughs> Good, you, know man. What, you
0: convinced me. A plus.
3: I'm gonna stay at A. I,
2: I mean I, if. Uh... I just watched a bunch of old black and white movies. I just watched a, a movie that I think is as beautiful as this and was probably, I don't know if it was more competent. It, they, they were, I still think this one haunts me more than the other one does, right. even though the other one is so excellent. I and think, it's not just the
0: image, it's the story. Right. I think the thing that seals the deal with me was the whole, was when he sat outside. That's probably the best visual like moment in the movie where he's sitting outside and he's singing, and then she starts singing back, but like yeah. the lyrics of the song. And I'm like, I, that's. I think that's what it does. I think that's what does it for me. Leaning, Leaning. God, he's
2: so Leaning. Um, Leaning. Oh, Yeah, and then she w- pulls out, and then she pulls out the candle and she blows it out, and he's gone. And she just so calmly is like, "Get the kids out of bed."
0: Yeah. Um, God, she's badass. Just walking back and forth with that shotgun. Oh, yeah. And the moment like, Rest. I just thought it was so. I also thought it was cool because, like, when he first comes to the house and he's like, where he's trying to convince her, and I knew, I'm like, she's not sold. Because, like, you establish, like, she can see through everything. Like, the veil has been lifted from her. Like, she can see through anyone's, lack of a better term, bullshit.
2: Um,. Yeah, when when she's when she looks at John, she's like, "John, why don't you say anything?" John's just smiling because he knows that she's gonna be. He's so happy that she's not gonna believe. He knows it. He's like, "He ain't my pa," and that's
0: right. It's like he. All it's he's like, "You should see. hang out. Like, why don't you go over to your real dad? Go to your uh, your dad and hug him." Like, he ain't my dad. And she looks at him like, "You, you know what? You're right. And he ain't no preacher either." <laughs> so she Darn pulls right. out the shotgun. Darn right. <laughs> Um that's probably what did it for me. Um so yeah. A plus, Night of the Hunter, a noir I liked. So one, is, one for two.
2: So here's the thing that we mentioned then that about do the right thing. So the speech that he makes about hate and love, that is copied word for word and put in do the right thing.
0: Are you talking there was a cinematic universe before even such an idea existed? No
2: No, I think they mentioned it's from the movie within the movie. Uh, Do the right thing, and I think I'll, I'll I think we should watch it after this because I think it'll give you an idea of what Do the Right Thing is like. But um, just to also see it too. But that's also one of the most famous things. Like Spike Lee really loved this movie and totally put it in his. He's it's a it's a love letter to it. It's great
3: but Chris, you'll you'll notice that a lot of older movies are quoted in newer movies because the directors just really loved that movie and they wanted to quote that. That happens to Citizen Kane a lot, and even like Night of the Hunter. <laughs> In movies, like, do but, the right thing.
1: Yeah, you
2: will notice that. That's true. What wheel are we spinning? Gentlemen. Oh,
0: I believe it's the d- bad d- wheel. D- Gentlemen. It's time for the bad wheel.
2: Yay! We're gonna uh-huh. do that, and it's gonna be bad. It's gonna make us all I... bad, and make <laughs> us bad. And I'm gonna kill your dad after I watch the movie. Gonna
1: kill all of your dads.
0: I don't have $10,000, Alex. I'm sorry. So, so I just want. Wait, adjust that for inflation. Oh, so, that... hello. You guys there? Hold on.
3: 100, $175,000. So, I just want to say ah, okay. before, before we even spin it, out real quick. before we even spin it, I have a thought as to where I think it's going to go.
0: Oh, it's but not going to do not, it. It's not, hey, oh, not no. going to how this works you know how this works
3: i'm not gonna say it i'm not gonna say what it is we all
2: now here's the thing we all we all know what you want and we all are very clear about that we all know what what i
3: want and what i think it's going to be are two different things though
2: okay well then then hold on to what you think it's going to be then because we want to hear it at the end i have no idea what i think it's going to be um let's hear the
0: back catalog back catalog standby
2: okay back catalog she's at the bottom of the river again yeah beautiful daredevil
0: 2003 daredevil yes okay godzilla 1998 okay Mm -hmm. robin hood 2018 okay who killed captain alex okay (laughs) gonna get on there someday (laughs) gemini man okay No holds barred.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah. No holds barred. No holds barred.
0: Uh, <laughs> Masters of the Universe. That's a good one. That's right. Why is it on the bad wheel, or the bad catalog? Well, it's
3: like a good. It, it's a good like bad. a. It's a good bad movie. <laughs> Super
2: Mario Brothers.
0: Also a good bad that movie.
2: Is, that is an interesting bad movie.
0: Santa's sleigh. Okay. Santa's sleigh. Um, freaked Okay. Santa Conquers the Martians
3: I want I think that's going to be my choice but I have another one I want to suggest What if
0: it's that more have. just insane than bad
3: Oh no it's insane it's both it, it really is just both
0: It's both Alex get excited
2: Varsity Blues Ooh, I think I have one up. I, I think I have one better than all of these but Varsity Blues is a it's a good one Wild
0: Wild West. (laughs) Haha, that movie's crazy. Giant Robot Spider in the Western time. Um, Max Steel. Okay. Super babies, Baby Geniuses 2.
3: Ugh.
0: Yeah. Aragon.
3: Ew. (laughs) That's That's a movie I will rage about. I'm not going to lie.
2: Van Helsing.
3: That movie's like actually just
0: fun. No, uh, no, it's bad. It's bad, but it's fun. It's fun. Cutthroat Island. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That'd be a good one for like. A <sighs> I I have
3: two two thoughts here, and I want one. I want you guys to help me decide between. I them. am
0: all over the place.
3: So, the first one, obviously, I want to do is Santa Claus Conquers The Martians. But, Alex, mm-hmm. I think Chris is ready for Birdemic Shock and Terror.
1: Mm, I
2: love Birdemic. I genuinely love how bad that <laughs> movie is. It's like a fine wine, how just shitty that be. It's like if someone like put a glass of wine in a toilet in a stall of a rest area, <laughs> and just pulled it up, it was like, i'd be
3: like yeah i think fine. i think chris is ready for the 2010 awfulness that is birdemic shock and terror
2: Birdemic is hilariously bad that is a that is a that is a just that is a a real hearty laugh out loud bad movie like everything yeah. you see in that movie, you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like it's great um that's a very good choice. I really do like I like it better than oh. uh, and Santa and the Martians. I like it better than that.
3: All right. I'm going to do Birdemic, Shock and Terror. Okay. Chris, do you got one? Uh,
2: uh,
0: Chris, Ber-
3: Birdemic is so crazy.
0: <laughs> I have only heard the legends. Um,
3: good, man.
0: <sighs> I'm wrestling with a few. Oh. Yeah. Pardon the uh, pond. Wrestling? Um guess, uh, What was the other one I was thinking about? Um I don't know, Wild Wild West seems like an insane time. But at the it same time the, I wanted to break something from outside the cattle outside the backlog.
3: Well that's why I suggest suggested Birdemic.
0: <laughs> Any of you guys heard of the chaperone?
2: Like as is it in another
0: in... wrestling one? No, okay. It's not a wrestling one, okay. but it, okay. So it's not about wrestling, but it has a wrestler in it as the main that, character. That's that's the John Cena well,
2: one, right?
0: No, that's the Triple H one.
2: Okay, that's uh... what I meant by he was a kid, kind of like tooth fairy, Mister Nanny type thing. But yeah, Triple H. I've never seen a Triple H movie. I so I you've dude, I seen Blade Three, TV. haven't you? Oh, it's been so long. It's been so he, long. Uh, and I the, grew I up on Tupac. So I, well.
3: I forgot he grew, he was in that.
2: He's uh, better than Tupac. Better than Whoa. Yeah,
0: dude, fuck Tupac. Whoa. not the rapper. No. Chris. Chris. Uh, Chris. Then you. Chris? Ju- then you. Then you put Knucklehead in my head. Chris. Biggie Smalls.
3: Biggie Smalls. Well, I be- why I bit why he's Biggie Smalls. God damn it. <laughs> the Biggie Smalls South Park episode is so funny.
2: Oh, it's been forever.
3: Oh, Biggie Smalls. <laughs> uh, so Don't say Biggie um, Smalls' name in the mirror three times or it'll come and pop your ass.
2: <laughs> so, um what what is this chaperone?
0: Okay, so it's triple H. Sure you've heard of him? Probably not. Um, And he is in jail or he's in prison. He gets he gets released and the whole thing is that he gets released from prison because he calls into a radio show. Well, okay, so a part of it is that he gets in, that he is a trying to be trying to better himself from like, he's kind of like Ant-Man. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: kind of like Scott Lang, but <laughs> 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 so what happens is some old friends want to do a heist with him, but he's trying to reconnect with his daughter, whom I believe is played by Ariel winter. Or it's the other daughter from modern family.
3: It is um, Ariel winter, by the way.
0: And so he decides against her will, he's going to be a chaperone for um, a Ah. school field trip whilst his buddies are trying to rob a bank at the same time. And then (laughs) WWE BS happens. Is all I'm going to say. It's, it's, a, it's a WWE bad movie. And it is notoriously joked
2: on. So it is a
0: wrestling movie. It's not a movie about wrestling. It's a movie made by a it's wrestling a, company. It's a movie about wrestling.
2: That's what I mean. Wrest- like, I'm not... Yeah. That's a genre. You know evil. That counts. Okay, fine. Pain,
0: give it up. Then it, in that... By that definition, Yes. Surf Up Two is a wrestling movie. It's true. I really wish it wasn't.
2: Um, I can't wait. You, you're gonna make me watch that. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> We're oh, spinning that wheel next week. Okay. Um, what? Uh, so, where are you leaning towards?
0: I'm leaning. I'm leaning towards the chaperone. I think I'm gonna go with the chaperone. Just for oh okay. craps and giggles.
2: Um, Gigli, straight up.
0: Oh, what was it called? Geely. Geely. Oh, boy. Am I just going to have to type in random numbers or random letters?
2: I'm going to yeah. have to look up how to spell it because I don't know off the top of my head. But um, Geely. Oh, this
1: thing? Oh, I watched.
2: I watched Alex. it with S- the other
3: night
1: Alex. and he,
2: a lot gas did.
1: Yep, Alex. Zach,
2: have you ever seen it, Zach?
3: No, but I'm looking at it. I'm looking at like its Wikipedia oh, page. I'm not looking at the plot right now, and I'm oh, I'm god. already I'm already G- like, oh Gilly. god, oh Gilly, god, want...
2: oh god. I'm gonna fight for this movie for a while, actually.
3: Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez, Al Pacino. Ugh.
0: Oh. A former, so, to the chaperone, 2011, a former bank robber skips out on one last job for the gang so that he can accompany his daughter on a field trip.
1: There
3: you go. Doesn't make it any less of a wrestling movie.
0: Sounds fun. No, I just, I tried to get the the simpler, like, thing. Oh, like, yeah, it's fun to know what it is.
2: Okay, Julie, uh, G-I-G-L-I.
0: G-I-G-L-I? Yep. Made the same year as Daredevil, actually. So it's Giggly. Um, Gilly. <laughs> Gilly. <laughs> there you go. Oh, oh right.
2: You Let me... Um, I can't... I don't want to say anything about this movie.
1: I just don't hope too much
2: I'm, just gonna, I'm just going to... I'm just going to... I'm. Ooh, uh, just watching this with Peter the other night, he was he was jaw on the floor. And I was reminded how bad it is. Uh, I'm, um, so, yes, I'm going to fight for this one for a while. Julie's going to be a
0: pick for mine for a bit. Okay. And t- until
2: I change my mind,
0: but I think, oof. All uh, right. So we got the Chaperone, Geely and Birdemic, Shock and Terror for the bad wheel. Choices. All right, everybody, ready? Yep. Spinning in three, two, one, now. Oh, dear God, it's Birdemic. Yes! <laughs> That's fun.
2: That's going to be a good time, Chris. You're oh, have a- God. That movie is
3: insane.
0: It was a blast. Straight up blast. Macaron? Alright, now for the actual bad wheel. Oh, man. Boy, howdy, there's a lot of stuff on here. Um, really?
2: <laughs> Test our patience.
0: Bad wheel is as follows. The oh, last airbender. Oh.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The watcher. The filth of this freaking wheel. The wicker man.
1: Yeah. Nicholas
0: Cage is the Wicker Man. Yes, we um, know. Doom. Okay, that's, that's okay. Master of disguise. Oh, <laughs> to
3: to make fun of Mitch McConnell <laughs> again.
2: North. Oh my God, you guys! Oof. It's along there. Dragon Ball
0: Evolution. Uh that's right. Uh, <laughs> Howard the Duck. Okay. That's really cute. That Hard... weird. <laughs> Hard ticket to Hawaii. Oh, God.
3: Freezer yeah, blade Frisbee.
0: Come on. That's the last. It's a summer movie. So, I made an error, guys. Freaked is already yeah. on the bad wheel. Ah, that's right. So, I am I... going to fix that real quick. My apologies. Did Chris make a boo-boo? I made a boo-boo.
3: We um, you're not allowed to make boo-boos chris god damn
2: it yes so we freaked. all are i just said we all are
0: rollerball okay oh that's right. love on a leash okay
1: dude. oh my god
0: oh my god dude okay dude. and teen wolf yeah. Okay. Okay. I have, a lot. Uh... I have a lot. I have a lot. <laughs> I feel I like half of... this wheel is you, Alex. <laughs> um. This
1: yeah. A, this is
2: a good. Four. This four that I think would be great, and then there's other ones that I think I'm a little afraid of.
0: Oh my gosh! I don't know what it's gonna land on. All right. Just I have a it. gut feeling of what it is, and usually my gut is right, which is why I'm so terrified. I don't just, know if we have just... another Riccio on here necessarily, but like I know yeah. we have some gems. Jam- we have some well, sharing. I mean, hard ticket to Hawaii's got to be the closest one, right? Just no, just I would it. say Freak is the closest thing to Rio, but just, I think it just is the spin it, Chris. Three, two. Don't, don't just spin Five. it. Don't don't even spin. Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right.
1: Okay.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, the next movie <laughs> we will, will be reviewing. <laughs> On the Meister Movie Podcast. Guys, guys I answer too do crazy. Doom. Wait, Doom? Wait a,
3: mi- wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Hold Doom. on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh. Hold on. I'm going to argue this because you missed a movie on there that should be on there.
2: Oh, boy. What? Well,
3: to... Dungeons and Dragons. Damn it, we yeah, honest, so this is an invalid <laughs> rule! An invalid yes. rule! Oh, yes, yes, please And yes. that was and that oh, was god, the one that. And that was the one I was thinking it was going to be, and then he didn't say it. And I thought for a minute, I'm like, did I
0: think oh, I was we're PC? We're spending? We're we spending. I totally sorry. forgot
2: about that. That's so true. Chris said,
3: Invalid. An invalid, invalid.
1: invalid. <laughs> this is why we do this.
2: We <laughs> oh my god, that's oh, such okay. a the dragon it should totally be on there. That is certainly a decision I think you guys need to watch. Good catch, man. Like, oh, dude, I had a sinking
3: feeling. I knew there, be,
0: did, now, be, make sure there's 15 on there. Make sure like there's too the, few options on here. Like, what happened? This happens I, sometimes. This app is in this app sometimes. do things. Good thing I caught it, right? Great okay. grammar app. <laughs> we are going to respin. It was almost <laughs> I'm keep doom. on there. I'm going to keep Doom on there.
2: I don't want you to take it off, but like, I. Ha- I just hearing that list, though, give it a second chance, man. I'm not ready for this. I like to go from Night of the Hunter to Doom. Ah, come on.
0: Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Carl Urban, Roseanne Pike re, in her second re,
2: role.
3: Re-spin re, re it, Chris. Uh,
2: Re-spin it. I, I, re, no, like if anything, I don't think Doom is a bad, bad, boring movie. Oh, uh, it's kind of boring, but I've like I've seen it recently. Honestly, like it's not. It is a good. It, I like. I, I mean. Respin, Chris. Like, I just want something crazy. I want something crazier than it. It's not that crazy.
0: Three, two, one. Spin.
2: I promise not to be this hard on it the next time we land on it.
0: Oh my God. All right. All right. All right. So, Alex, sit down. Alex, sit down. The next movie, damn it, I saw a new video about this. The next movie we are reviewing on the Meister Movie podcast, everybody. D U N E Dune. That is the
2: craziest shit I have ever heard. <laughs> we didn't get Doom, we got Dune. <laughs> Guys, this movie's bad. Oh, yeah. wow. Bad. <laughs> Chris, I can't wait for you to rip this apart because this is bad Star Wars if you've ever seen it by my favorite director ever. Wow. On, how, did from, how did we go from Doom to Dune?
3: Because we're destined for it.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I think it was
3: portent for
0: things to come.
3: Um, we get to talk about uh, Dune 2020 next week, though, which is kind of cool. That is
2: true. Oh my gosh, you guys. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> and now he's apologizing. Because <laughs> um, uh, it's not... Here's the thing. Do- Doom, to me, is a good movie that's also kind of goofy and weird and has a-, a pretty interesting 10 minutes. Doom, the movie we're going about to watch, it's interesting in so many weird
0: ways. It's bad in so many interesting ways. Oh! Movies with Mikey did a video on this. Mm-hmm. Recently, Mikey Newman did a, Mikey Newman, M- Mikey Newman did a June? essay on. Yeah, that's huh. why I was. That's why I was like, oh, <laughs> I just saw a video on this. <coughs> Perfect, I've, it's on HBO
2: Max. Cool, um, dude, stings in it. I get to talk about David Lynch, but
0: Wait, also which sting, the sting, the sting from the police. Oh, from the band. Yeah, Patrick Stewart's in it. Okay, I know two stings. Okay. Gordon yeah. Sumner. That's serious. No, Steve no. Moore.
2: This is this is from nineteen eighty-four. This is old. Chris, <sighs> Linda just Hunts. Lo- like, Linda Hunt's you, in this movie too. You can oh. get oh. a trailer now if you want. You're gonna be able to see how like I think this is ambitious, but also like David Lynch was never meant to make movies like this.
0: He was gonna make. Is this gonna- my first David Lynch movie?
2: This is, dude. It's the, it's the appropriate first David Lynch movie. For you, for you. Like, if, if if for everyone to watch their first David Lynch movie, I think it should be Blue Velvet, and then go to Eraserhead. Um, or it's the other way around. If you like old movies like me, go Eraserhead and then to Blue Velvet. But you need to go Dune, then watch Blue Velvet. Trust me, I think. I think we're getting you to the point where you would appreciate and like blue velvet. But this is a Star Wars. This is like Star Wars got big and they wanted doom
0: to be this. This is like John Carter from Mars, but it's bad. It's going to be great. You're going to love how bad this is. Oh, it's what's, 2 hours and 17 minutes. I thought there was a I thought there was 3 hours. What what's no. also
3: going to be crazy about this, Chris, is that the new movie is going to actually be good probably.
0: It's 52% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, so I didn't I think mean, it was that high. And then it's an audience score of 66. I um, huh.
2: I think it's... Amb- watching the trailer now, I think it's ambitious. And it's certainly... They threw money at this. And Kyle MacLanclan, like, I think by the end of the movie, you start to feel like, okay, I get it. I'm in it. But it's the end of the movie. Everything before it, though, is laughably kind of bad and it doesn't have the right tone to it. Um, and David Lynch hates this movie. He just did a Q, he just and a Q&A on, um, uh, I think he did an AMA on Reddit, and, um, oh no, it was YouTube. And he was like, uh, I'm proud of every movie except for Dune.
1: Oh, Chris, I, I haven't seen this movie Chris. in a long time.
2: I did like so, it the last time I watched it, but I really have been wanting to go back to it, and I'm glad I'm doing it with you guys, because we're all, we, you guys are nerds. And this is a nerdy movie, and yes. it, oh my god, the special effects are so bad. Um, but Chris, the stuff is great. To get
3: to give you an idea, the the the, uh, the reboot they're doing of this has Oscar Isaac, Joshua yep. Lynn, uh-huh. Stalin Scott, I know who's
0: in that
1: movie. Dave
3: Bautista is in Yada. That uh, movie. Yeah. Jason Momoa, Javier Bourdain. Like, dude, the cast is fucking stacked for this new movie.
2: Yes, everyone's been wanting to make Dune right since this one went bad. But, like, I get, I mean, this is your first David Lynch movie, yes.
0: I get to watch a science fiction drug deal in slow motion. <laughs> I mean, you would love to solo
2: and Poe, um, uh, uh, and they did that shit.
0: But this isn't hmm. slow motion, though.
2: Uh, no, no. It's not? It's- It feels like it's in slow motion.
0: Oh, it's the worst kind.
2: Maybe. I don't know. It's been a while. No, this is bad. We're going to tear it apart. We're going to make fun of this.
0: This is going to. This is. Okay. Okay. I don't Um, want. I think I'm making it too. I think I'm making this too big of a deal. They can make it too big of a deal out of this. Maybe it's not that big of a meal if you know what i mean. Maybe it's not like like this massive undertaking.
2: Um if you want we can watch it together.
0: No, like I think I'll be fine. It's just like I will watch I don't want I don't want anything to go over my head, right? Um <laughs> well it potentially does not aim for me like you know what i'm saying like if there's something that i missed i don't want it to be my fault chris i'm gonna
3: tell you a lot of this movie is that and it's not your fault it's just the piss poor make way this movie was made
2: well I, i would say that if you don't understand anything about this movie it, may, it probably isn't your fault. Yes, David Lynch is not a normal filmmaker. It's not just that this movie is bad. It's that he just wasn't the right guy to make this. It, you know, he just wasn't really a good fit. You know, somebody else should have done it. Um, to, he, to, he think, to think that it was either this or Return of the Jedi. Um. Yeah. Agreed. I think he just. I think he felt the pressure or something like that, and thought he could take something like this on. Halfway through it, he knew he couldn't. But there's a lot of promising things that came from this movie. A lot of relationships that he formed because of this movie that would la- allow David Lynch to go forward, and the star of this movie. And yeah, Dune rested for a while before they made a few like TV miniseries and stuff like that. We'll get to. to we'll get into Dune, the books, and all that stuff too. I'll do some research, but in terms of this movie. Yes, I'll be doing bad. my
3: research, too.
2: Awesome. Uh, in terms of this movie, yes, it's bad, but it's bad. I mean, things will go over your head, but like, I want you to watch this and not take it seriously. I want you to watch okay. it. And that way, because when you do see things that impress you, when you do see that 52%, then it's uphill from there. Because I remember the last time I watched this, I was like, this is bad. And then by the end, I was like, you know what? I can see it. I can see it. And that's because the world made sense by that point. I got the world. I was like, and also, it kind of ends the way Star Wars does. You start to realize how much kind of like Star Wars is probably like Dune when we get into Dune, is my guess. And Star Wars is like a bunch of other stuff. But it's a hero's journey eventually. It's just weird, told by a weird filmmaker who also halfway through didn't believe in it. But you see, you start to see a lot of interesting things about what he would do later. You see his relationship with the lead actor who would like go on to be in like 50% of the stuff he would make later. We would work with a lot of people after this, and although it's a bad experience for almost everyone involved, it's an interesting thing to watch. It's a piece of crap.
3: It really is a piece of utter shit. Pardon my French.
2: You've never seen it?
3: No, but I, I've seen a lot of review of it, and people talk about how shitty it is, and I've seen enough... I've seen, an, I've seen enough review and like talk about it that I can understand why it's complete and utter shit.
0: Um, my first... My like first real sure. exposure to this movie was the video from Filmjoy.
2: Mm. Oh, yeah. I got to watch that again.
0: Um, so, and he kind of put it in a more positive light. <coughs> well, um, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> it's movies with Mikeys, right? Uh, yeah. I think it's the most uh, recent video he made.
2: Wow, okay. Wow, this is all coming together then. Um I would say I'm probably going to be more positive about this too. Having seen more and fallen in love with I I watched this movie when I initially fell in love with David Lynch. I was like, I'm going to watch this and I didn't like it. I fell in love with more of his weirder stuff after that, but even that took time. And now I'm watching something that like I understand more about the production and what would come of it. I'll probably be more empathetic about it and the things that he took away from this and watching the video and the trailer and stuff about it now i was like yeah you know they threw a lot of money at this This there's a lot of good production there's a lot of practical stuff here like they threw a lot of money at this uh i think i'm gonna be impressed by the production and design and things like that but i know the special effects are dumb i think the pacing takes a while to pick up and i know a lot of it is goofy so that i know is true um and I want to – we may not be as hard on it as possible, but I don't want you to go in and be like, I can't I, – I don't want to miss anything. I just want you to go in with, like, the least expectations possible so that when you watch it, you're like, okay, maybe that wasn't so bad. Like, don't th- – like, it is a bad movie, but it also it, – it, it, it's not um, – I, I, it's one of the worst movies. It's not a last airbender. I don't. I, but I would put it in that category. Night M- 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 Shyamalan was not the right person for that movie. Nope. He shouldn't be making action action movies.
0: All right. So D U N E Dune.
1: David is Lynch's next.
0: David Lynch's
1: Dune.
2: Let's hope. We, let's hope we all. Um, Hope we all like it because I don't know if we will. But anyway, Night of the Hunter, A plus.
1: I'm we so glad one. you
2: guys, so glad you liked it, Chris. I really thought you would. I really was like, you got to be
0: an idiot to hate this movie. Well, come on now, who do you think you're talking to? Um, well, no, you had a good reason with Maltese
2: Falcon, but I think Night of the Hunter. I think if you watch enough movies, if you try to understand movies, if you try to like them, then, like, it's a movie that, you know, you're rewarded
0: for. So, David Lynch's Dune. We go from Night of the Hunter to Dune. That's 30 years. It is, man. You're starting to get some movies in you,
2: you get some oldie blood.
0: (laughs) All right. So, there you go, everyone. Um,. We will watch Doom next time, and then it's Curiosity Wheel, and then a new series. Yep. Oh, uh, gosh. I,
1: nah, I shouldn't say anything. Anyway, good night, everyone. Uh, say goodbye, guys. Good night.